What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK, live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Monday, January 22nd, 20 and 24, and the Buck and I are with you until 10 o'clock this morning on today's show. The Final Four in the NFL is Set. We will recap the divisional round of the NFL playoffs and start to look ahead to conference championship Sunday, which of course comes your way this weekend. Plus, Texas basketball gets a much needed bounce back win, a thriller at the mood on Saturday. The biggest win over the year for Texas basketball. We'll recap that game and talk about what it means for Rodney Terry's squad going forward. Texas football had a very successful junior day event on Saturday. Longhorns picking up a couple of commits for Steve Sarkeesian. And uh, we'll get into some golf. We'll have plenty of fun along the way. We are jam-packed to start off the week. What's going on, Buck? It is absolutely fantastic. A little bit of rain this morning, but that's okay. As long as we get rid of this dadgum coldness. My goodness, go away. We'll see you in February, please. And I mean the middle of February or late February. It is cold. It was it has been so weird and cold. My old body is aching and, you know, the rain doesn't help, but it's supposed to be 60 today, maybe in the 60s tomorrow and Wednesday, and then 70 possibly on Thursday, which by that time, this stuff will dry up and go away. It doesn't take long to dry up around here, but the cold stays in your bones when you're an old man for, for quite a while. It takes, it takes me about 48 hours, almost 72 hours to get rid of the cold in, in my bones and I know my my wife was I was I was complaining last night. I said, "My God, getting in bed." I'm like, "It's freezing in here," and she says, "It's at 70." I'm like, "Well, it feels like it's at 60 up in here." You know, <laughs> I'm like, "I like to go to bed without it. If I hit a spot, I just totally wake up because it's so cold." And um, she let me know that you know when she goes to her mom's house, her mom has it at 70, 65 at night. I'm like, I wouldn't be able to sleep now. And I've lived in you know with Pam Cummings and Jimmy. We lived up in that old place where we had to put fire in the stove during the night. You'd wake up and do that. You really know why you do that? Because you were freezing, and that's the only way to get any heat in the place. But, you know, I got a Woods Comfort System here. I don't need to be doing that. I just need to hit a button here and get that bad boy. If I have to get it up to 72, why not? Let's yeah. go. You don't have a Pam Cummings here, so you have nobody no. to spoon with like no, you did back in the day. Well, nobody with all that hair, that's for sure. Uh, uh, just sorry about that. Kids in the car line. <laughs> <laughs> you'll understand someday yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's 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 okay you know i call for rain today so you know you, you did yeah there was also a 90 percent chance of what rain. come on man i All called for that last week. week way last week said hey trey's wife did not want it to rain on sunday i let it i said you know what i said monday's the day you'll have to worry sunday we did now we we had a little drizzle now when counting that i would have counted that but then again it was in the 24-hour window Sunday was so, but today this started early this morning, and man, has it been sometimes torrential downpour, sometimes just a little spattering of rain. But it's raining now, it is. Yeah, the cold rain combo is the worst. Oh. That's what we had last night. Thankfully, the temperatures are warming up a little bit, but it is supposed to rain around here for what the next two, three days. Yeah, weather guesser, that's on you. What are we calling here? We got we got it all the way into Wednesday morning, okay. I'm not giving you much credit for the rain, but I will I don't give know you how credit. You can. I called for it. I will give you credit for something else. Oh, yeah, baby. 
I know you like this. You are on fire right now. I mean, NBA Jam level fire with your gold star unit locks. You are 6-0 and in the NFL playoffs with your five to 10,000 unit plays. You went 3-0 and in the wild card round last weekend, and you went 3-0 and in the divisional round this weekend. You were already up 53,000 units on the season going into Saturday, and you went up 20K more thanks to the Chiefs. Yeah, baby. Come Plus on. Three. Wrong, team, had, wrong team favorite. In a Lee Sterling wrong team favored special, you had 10,000 units on Kansas City plus three. Of course, they won outright last night. You had 5,000 units on the Fudge Packers covering there the nine go. and a half. Nine they and a half in a playoff game? Are you kidding me? They should have won that game yes. on Saturday. Jordan secondary Love. secondary can't catch. No, and Jordan Love doing his best Brett Favre impression at the end of that game. Yeah, that was nuts. He was really good for most of that football game and then kind of collapsed down the stretch. But still, easy cover for the Packers. And then uh, yesterday, thanks to a no-call on a two-point conversion in that Lions-Bucks game that should have given the Bucks another try, you could tell who my cousin had money on yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Detroit covers the six and a half. They beat Tampa Bay by eight. So you, you go three and oh. This weekend, and once again, a perfect six and zero oh in these NFL playoffs. Congratulations to you. I think my I think my deal has run out. I have to be very careful this week. I there I'm I'm a little nervous. Yes, so folks, I don't know. Maybe fading time. I don't know. This is it's tough. I'm gonna tell you, this is a this is a tough week this week. All I know is that one quarterback from Kansas City is the best in the business. So I can't doubt him, even though he's gonna be on the road. It's hard to doubt that dude. I will Just say this. It. Last week at about this time, you were saying you were nervous about the divisional round. And at the start of the week, you said you only had one play you were going to give the people. And I think you and I collectively convinced you to give the folks what they wanted. And you ended yes. up making three plays. Like your confidence gained throughout the course of the week. And once again, you ended up getting all of your picks right. So hopefully you at least have one for the people. There's only two games to choose this I know. week. Hopefully you at least give us one gold star lock because we need it right now. I'm feeding. I'm a crack addict. I need that stuff, man. I think San Francisco could have played better in their win over Green Bay. I think say goodbye to your on a Monday. Say goodbye, Lions and knee ankle biters or whatever you are. Hmm. I think that I think that I think that trip is over with. Uh-huh. The opening what is line. That, what is that early line? Tell me that early line is not four. No. The opening lines, you've got uh, the AFC championship game will be played first, and then the NFC title game will be the Sunday night affair. Sounds like a pick them to me. That Bal- one. Baltimore's a two-and-a-half-point favorite, and San Francisco is a seven-point favorite. Wow. Yeah, so those are your opening lines. Those came out yesterday, obviously, after the two games went final. I'm trying but- to go four points. There's no chance that was going to be four. For what, San Fran, San Fran Detroit? Yeah. Yeah, boy, that feels like a lot after the way San Francisco played on Saturday night, doesn't it? I mean, that was not a very inspiring yeah. performance against the seventh seed in the NFC. Well, I don't know if Debo Samuel. That's that all depends on if that dude is playing. That's if true. he's playing, I may, I may go go the distance with San Fran, but if he's not playing, they look a little lost when he's not there. They're trying to do the same thing with different types of players, and it's not working. 
No. Yeah, that offense sputtered, but they picked it up when they needed to most. All right, before we really dive into the four divisional round games, Buck, uh, say good for, uh, good morning to our friends at Fort Yes, Cavazos. no doubt about it. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cavazos, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day, no matter what the weather is. Thank you so very much for what you do. It is appreciated, and do be careful out there. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Our guy Jason says he's seeing Baltimore minus three and a half and San Francisco minus Ooh. six and a half. So early money coming in on the Ravens and early money coming in on the Lions. I just don't think and I don't think you can play that game with Patrick Mahomes. That guy's just too good. If you're giving him the hook, I may have to take the hook. Yeah, Because for some reason, as bad as they were yesterday, I thought against the run early when they had to have it, they had it. And when the, when the Bills needed it, they couldn't get it done. It's just the same old thing. Six straight AFC title games for Patrick Mahomes. I'm not giving that guy any points. I, what am I? Ta- what are people talking about? Three in the hook. You can't give him any points. That should be a pick'em game. Yeah, it's the uh, Kansas City Invitational, right? That's what on the, the road in the tree. Who cares? Yeah, the AFC Championship game has turned into the Chiefs Invitational. Now, this is the first time of those six where the Chiefs will be on the road for the AFC title game, right? The uh, the last five years, they've gotten the chance to play this game at Arrowhead. Obviously, they'll be in Baltimore on Sunday. But how about this stat in regards to Patrick Mahomes? Because I saw a lot of people take to social media last night and say, oh, the winner of this game gets the right to get destroyed by the Ravens next weekend. Wow. That kind of felt like a consensus thought. And Baltimore looked very good against Houston. We'll spend plenty of time talking about that game today. But uh, Patrick Mahomes has been an underdog 11 times in his career, regular season and postseason. His teams are 9-1-1 against the spread, and they've won eight of those 11 games outright. So he's 8-3 straight up as an underdog in his NFL career. You thought Tom Herman was good as a dog. Wow. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, so for those of you just kind of assuming that uh, this is going to be easy money for Baltimore, not so fast, my friend. Mahomes thrives in these spots. Yeah, and they find a way to run the ball. You know, the 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 Texans couldn't run it. They ran okay, but they didn't. But Pacheco and those guys at Kansas City in the second half of that game against the Bills, they ran it. They were knocking off six yards, eight yards. It looked like well, there's nothing there. But that kid running up inside, and and you know Creed Humphrey at uh, center, man, they gashed the bills in the second half. I mean, they, they put them in easy position. They had a lot of second and three, second and twos. Then Patrick Mahomes would throw the ball down the field in the middle of the field to anybody he wanted. And they were all making catches yesterday. So I, I'm not going to doubt that guy. I can't give that guy points. I don't mm-hmm. care if Lamar Jackson, how he's playing. I don't care how Baltimore's defense is playing either. You can't give Patrick Mahomes any points and you're giving him three and a hook. Yeah. Uh, apparently that's what it is right now. I, I'm not, I'm not buying that it's going to stay that way. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking you may get a three, just you know. And and at the end, on on Sunday, I think for the Bills game, it ended up being two. It wasn't even it closed. Yeah, I think it closed that too. That was scary. I'm like, yeah. come on, give me three at least. Yeah, what a game that was, right? I mean, uh, early there were, on, there were some really good games. Yes. Oh my gosh! Yeah, three of the four games were great. Really, three and a half of the four games were great yeah. because the Baltimore-Houston game was ten ten at halftime. Uh, in the second half, it turned into a Baltimore beatdown because the Texans just couldn't do anything offensively. Well, right? You, Their you can't only the touchdown pressure. was uh, the punt return touchdown. Yes. They couldn't. They didn't run a single play 
inside at the Ravens' 25-yard line on Saturday. And BK, you can't – I mean, as good as the, the rookie is at quarterback, he can't throw it. There's only one guy who can throw it every down and make things happen, and that's Patrick Mahomes. He's, he's not quite there yet. He can't – you have to be able to run the ball and get yourself three and four every once in a while. They couldn't do that. They couldn't do that against that Ravens defensive line. It was just it, – and they didn't have anything creative to run. They just turn around and hand it off off tackle. I'm like, you better do, you better do some motions or something to make those guys move because those linebackers and those guys in the secondary were so close to the line of scrimmage. Nico Collins was the only one they felt like they had to, to cover. Now, Dalton Schultz had a couple nice catches, but other than that, they didn't have to play very deep, you no. know? Yeah, the Ravens blitzed a lot. Oh, yes. And C.J. Stroud, for as great as he was during his rookie season, he could not figure out Baltimore in either of those two games, right? They played way back in week one at the start of the year. The Texans only scored seven points in that game. And obviously the Texans got a lot better over the course of the year, but uh, only 10 points. And once again, three of those points came on offense. The other seven came via a punt return touchdown. So the Ravens, they they had C.J. Stroud's number this year. Help, they were the best team in the NFL this season. They've had right. just about everybody's number this year. Yeah, but, and, look, uh, and look, yeah, you know, look, and Lamar Jackson is going to hurt you at least twice during the course of the games. At the very least, it's going to be twice. And when he hurts you, it's going to be it's big. You know, yeah. it's not just oh, just the first down. No, it's forty yards or a thirty-five yard run. It's one that demoralizes your defense when you think you have them. You know, third and six, that dude goes for forty or something. Those are the ones that really, really hurt. He's going to do that. Minimum is two in a game. And if he, if you know if he gets four, you're done. You don't win the game. Mm-hmm. But, but he got two in that game that just hurt. I mean, they were they, they hurt badly. They kept drives alive, and they scored off of them. Yeah. So, and against this Kansas City defense, he's still going to get his. But sure. you just can't you, – if you can hold him to one. Uh, but, but then again, Kansas they have to hold Kansas City. Pat Mahomes, you got to hold him to – not running down the field or not taking off and then finding guys wide open. I mean, this will this will be this is going to be a tough game. It'll be tough, and it's be it's going to be tough for the Ravens. They may think they're physical, but Kansas City started to play really well on defense late in the game yesterday. You know they had to because they were getting gutted early in the game. But when they got to the fourth quarter, the Bills weren't they weren't gouging them like they did early. For three quarters, they gouged them pretty good with the run. In the fourth quarter, it was okay. Nope, you're done. You know, now your quarterback's going to have to drop back. And Josh Allen just – no big plays. They didn't have any They didn't have any down-the-field plays against that yeah. second – that secondary well, is a lot better than I think it is at Kansas City. You know, they got some young guys back there that are pretty good. Well, Stephon Diggs dropped what should have been a big play. Like, they had a yeah. couple of opportunities at big plays. They just couldn't convert. Yeah, Kansas City's defense has been one of the best in the NFL all season. And you're right, like – for the first three quarters of that game, it was like Buffalo was doing whatever it wanted. Hell, oh, both yeah. offenses were doing whatever they wanted. And then both defenses stepped up down the stretch. And obviously, Kansas City got a couple of huge stops late. The missed field goal by Buffalo. How about this for you Bills fans out there? Another oh. wide right. Norwood, the ghost of Scott Norwood, was out there in Orchard Park last night. Uh, Tyler Bass. Yeah, and I, and it would have been over if what's his dude doesn't fumble the ball through the end zone at the pylon either. I thought if they scored there, it was still going to be over. I thought Kansas yeah. City was playing well at that time. Yeah, the Chiefs had a couple of missed opportunities, right? Yeah, Nicole Hardman deciding to reach for the pylon on second down instead of, you know, just, just not being an the idiot. Ball, yeah. And then, uh, boy, the Josh Allen fumble on oh, the drive goodness. after that. Like, if the Chiefs player 
just falls on the football instead of trying to scoop and score. You didn't need a scoop and score there, right? No. uh, no, like just following the ball. There's about five and a half minutes left. Kansas City was up three. If that guy and they were moving the ball. ball, yeah, that guy falls on the ball. The Chiefs get it near midfield, and they're probably gonna kick at least a field goal, but maybe score a touchdown that would have iced the game. Instead, the guy tries to pick it up, and he can't. So Buffalo gets uh, to keep that drive alive. That was the same drive where they missed that field goal. But yeah, Kansas City they had a couple of opportunities to ice that one, and they didn't. And you're thinking, oh man, these are gonna come back to bite them, and. Uh, the Chiefs, for as great as they've been all year, and obviously as great as they've been throughout this dynastic run, like this one's going to sting for a while. Yeah. But Buffalo did what Buffalo does in the playoffs, especially against the Chiefs, and they choked. Yeah, you know, there, there was a lot of – I mean, when, when you watch Green Bay and San Francisco this weekend, you know, one of the, as I said, one of the biggest plays in football is the missed interception. They missed two. I mean, right in their hands. I mean, right in their hand. I mean, it wasn't – it wasn't even hard for a defensive lineman to catch some of those ones that the secondary guys missed. Mm-hmm. You know, I, the same dude who got the pick six against Dallas had one right dead smack in his hands. It was easier than that. Well, no, I'm sorry. Dak Prescott makes them really easy. He hits them right in the bread basket and they just stick there. Come you know on. I mean? why, why is Dak taking strays today? Yeah, I'm sorry, but, but when Dak throws a pick, it's why is his pick so easy compared to other people's? I don't know. Nobody, nobody ever. Green Bay was dropping interceptions left and right against Brock Purdy, but I know Dak is making like these. He's throwing those little softballs up. Why are they dropping those? I know. I was like, golly, why couldn't they dropped any of those against the Cowboys last week? Of course, I was rooting for Green Bay, which is hard enough to do. Oh, Oh, well, you got uh, the plus nine and a half. That's all you really cared about. Just a lot of points. Just a lot of points in a playoff game. I thought that was a lot with, you know. Baker Baker at the end, I thought was going to come down and and score a touchdown, but of course he threw a pick. It was about time for him to throw a pick in that game. He was playing okay. Yeah, you know we're kind of bouncing game to game, but yeah. since you since you brought up the Bucks, I've got to show you. Uh, let's see if I can find this picture real quick. Something that happened at the end of that Bucks Lions game that made absolutely zero sense to me. And Todd Bowles, the head coach of Tampa Bay, has been getting destroyed for this and rightfully so i don't know if i've ever seen something like this happen in an nfl playoff game like if this happens in the preseason not a big deal but this literally happened in a playoff game with a spot in the nfc championship on the line here's the last play of the game the lions have the football up by eight they're kneeling out the clock they had just taken a knee on third down and 12 and there's 35 seconds left you see at the bottom the bucks had one timeout left and Detroit, it would have been fourth down for them. They would have had to trot their field goal team out onto the field for what would have been like a 48-yard field goal. Yeah. And if they miss that, the Bucks get the ball down eight yeah. with a chance to win with about like 28, 30 seconds, right? It would have taken a minor miracle to obviously get that, but Todd Bowles didn't even try. He never even took the timeout. And then after the game, he was asked about it, and he's like, ah, yeah, the kicker's probably not going to miss that, and we just didn't want to delay the inevitable. It's like, dude, we're not talking about like a 22-yard field goal here. We're talking about a long field goal. If the guy misses it, your team has a chance to force overtime. Yeah, we saw, yeah, and we saw blocked field goals during these playoffs here. Right. In the weekend. Like I, I, I was stunned watching this in real time, and Todd Bowles has been getting dunked on, and rightfully so. Like, I've never seen a coach in a playoff game just literally raise the white flag like that with a chance to win a game. 
Raise that Funny. flag. There you go. That is. Give me that win. Tanner says, now that's class. Yeah, Rodney Terry maybe would have liked that one. That yeah. is that is sorry by the Bucks, who played a hell of a game, by the way. Uh, I'll give Baker Mayfield some credit, man. Great year for him. The Bucks He's coming hard. back. He's coming back. But, but Todd Bowles said we want him back. I'm thinking, what about you? They may not want you back. I, I think that's not that's not what the fans in Tampa are looking at. They're not looking at Baker Mayfield. They're looking at you, Coach. Well, it was a great year for the Bucs, right? I mean, at, like Tom Brady retired. That team made the playoffs last year, but they made it because their division sucked. Now it sucked this year, but they were 8-9 sure. last season. And everyone's like, well, they only won eight games because they had Tom Brady. Like, the GOAT is leaving. That team's going to be a four five-win team this year. And obviously, Baker Mayfield has bounced around, and his reputation was a little shattered with the way things had gone in his last couple of stops. So, and what happened to Mike Evans? Did Mike Evans start getting out of catch? Well, did Mike he, Evans start using his feet for his hands or something all of a sudden? I mean, he had a rough first quarter, but he had a great game. Oh, that one catch was awesome. Yeah, right before halftime. Oh, my goodness. On that game-tying touchdown drive. Yeah, no, Mike Evans had a bad drop, turned into an interception. That was a huge play. There's no denying it, but uh, he he figured it out. But, yeah, look, the Bucs, I don't think Todd Bowles is losing his job. The Bucs were supposed to be a lot worse than they were. Uh, Baker obviously deserves credit for getting them to the playoffs, but the head coach deserves some credit, too. So I don't think he's going anywhere. But, shoot, like, that is, that's a bad look for Todd Bowles. Like, you take the timeout, Lions kick the field goal, they make it game over whatever right. like that that that's fine you fought hard it's a great year dude but you block the field goal and somebody scoops and goes for a touchdown you're the hero that's a dang coaching mistake yeah right you gotta there. give yourself a chance there yeah and that's like don't don't do that stuff man don't give people a reason to fire you and that shit right there is like a reason for tampa bay to maybe question whether or not they've got the right guy at head coach if he's not smart enough to realize he needs to you know, take a timeout to maybe save his team's season in the last minute of a playoff game. Bizarro world there. Um, all right, more on the Texans, Ravens, because the Texans, of course, the only local team playing this weekend. Look, a great year for Houston. There's, oh, there's yeah. no denying it. I, I don't think any Texans fan is hanging their head. Obviously, whenever a season comes to an end, you're a little disappointed, and the Texans still have yet to reach a conference championship game, right? They're the only franchise in the NFL that hasn't been there. Only or the newest franchise in the NFL, but uh, they were hoping this was the year for them to get it done. Unfortunately, they couldn't. But what a year for Houston! The first team to win a playoff game after three seasons of four wins or less. CJ Stroud looks to be the real deal, he's going to win your rookie of the year. Uh, D'Amico Ryan should win coach of the year. I don't know if he will, but it looks like the Texans have their coach and quarterback in place, and it feels like, Buck, the future is very bright in Houston. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, that that defense is only going to get better. As I said, That that's a tough gadget you're going against. Uh, a healthy Lamar Jackson who's made it through the whole season so far, he's tough to, on anybody, much less a, a young defense like that. I think they're going to get better defensively. They're going to build around. They're still going to have to do something with their running game, their offensive line, and they'll find another wide receiver. When those guys get healthy, that's a heck of a group of receivers and quarterbacks that they have. They'll, I'm, still, I'm, they're going to still have to look as good as they think they are at running back. They'll still have to find another runner somewhere. One, one will come available, but the offensive line still has to get a little bit better. If you're going to build around your quarterback, you, you, you still got to continue to help your offensive line with depth. So that's that'll be important for them. Defensively, I don't worry about them. I love their secondary. I, they're going to be good at secondary. I think they're going to be good enough at linebacker. 
They're going to have to find another war daddy at, on the defensive line. And I think they've got a really, really bright future. That's not, yeah. that's not a flash in the pan. That's not a one-year deal, and then they disappear. I think they just get better. Yeah, as long as C.J. Stroud continues to progress, I mean, I don't see why he won't, right? He was no, maybe, right? Maybe, a, maybe a top five quarterback in the league as a rookie this year. You're probably going to keep your O.C. for another year with him, which will be great. Man, like, go back and look at some preseason articles, right? Every year you get ESPN and Bleacher Report and CBS and Fox and all of these outlets. They will rank the rosters across the NFL in terms of talent. The Texans were like bottom three to five oh, yeah. in every single one of those rankings. Like, it wasn't that great of a roster, and they won 10 games. They won a playoff game in emphatic fashion, and they were tied on the road against the team that might win the Super Bowl this year. Like, the future is incredibly bright. They've got a ton of cap space. I think they have the second or third most money out of any team in the NFL, so they should be big players in free agency. Uh, they don't have their first round pick, but they have Cleveland's first round pick, which is actually better than theirs because of the playoff result from last weekend. So they've got some draft capital as well. Like the fact that the Texans did this with uh, a below average at best roster is impressive. It is. Yeah. They've got some young pieces. We weren't quite sure what they were going to be. Some guys looked really, really good. And once again, you feel like they're only going to get better as their careers continue to grow, but they've got a chance to really bolster that roster. And it doesn't feel like the Texans are going to be going anywhere anytime no, soon. They're, uh, Dalton Schultz is going to be looking for some money this year, and he deserves to get it. they got to figure out that one thing he can't do, he's not a blocker. You can't put him on a defensive end. You can't ask him to be the lead blocker on some of your screens. That I mean, he can't block worth a shit. I mean, forget about it. He can't even get in the way. By the way, he doesn't even want to get in the way. That's the deal with him. So when you start running plays that he's your lead blocker because he's athletic, because he can get there, once he gets there, he wants to pass out. I mean, <laughs> it, it just goes blank. And that's that's what you got to figure on him that, no, we can't use him. We've got to, you know, we'll, we'll get the kid that was at Texas to be the blocking tight end or the fullback or whatever. We can't do that to Dalton Schultz. But he can get down the field, and they got to pay him. Yeah. He's, a, he's a really valuable part to what they did to so, some of those 10 wins. He's, he's a security blanket. You know, at the end, his consistency with catching got really weird, too. He started dropping balls, which was not like him. I'm like, easy balls. I mean, I think he was trying to make big plays out of just, hey, dude, catch the ball and fall down. I think he was thinking that he was the, like the other tight end who catches and runs like Cal. He was th he was starting to think more of, I'm a big play catcher and run guy. Just, no, Dalton, just do me us a favor. Catch it and fall on the ground. That's good enough. But He's valuable to them. He's, they're going to have to pay him, BK. He's going to want some money. Sure. Yeah, he's a free agent this offseason. He deserves I, it. I, I think he deserves it. I will say this. As a Cowboys fan who watched Dalton Schultz for a number of years, the, the drops are a thing. That's uh, That's been something that's plagued him for most well, of his career. He's still a great player. Like He, he does a lot of things really, really well. Uh, and you're right. He was a great uh you know, mix or a great fit with C.J. Stroud in that Texans offense this year. So I'm sure Houston's going to do what they can to try to those bring him back. Drops started to come at the end of the season when you really needed those catches. You know what I mean? They you needed you needed those. Those were big. And that is that a it's playoff time. He's not going to be like that consistent like that because during the season that dude's consistently catching the ball and making plays. He's a former Cowboy. You think he's going to show up in the playoffs? Come on, man. Oh, that's not what they do. Yeah, but that's all right. You're still going to have to pay him. He. I would pay him, I, and and he's going to ask for some good money. But he's a part of that that offense that you got to keep growing. So 
you can't say no let's get rid of him we can find you can't no you can't just find somebody like that yeah i think um, your your preview of what the texans need to do this offseason is pretty accurate they, they need another receiver right like yeah for that sure. offense when tank dell went down with an injury obviously they'll get him back next year and he was having a tremendous rookie season before he went down but once he went down that offense just wasn't the same no so they've got nico collins like dalton schultz is a nice tight end but they just didn't have enough else in that wide receiver room and you know, John Mechie, they spent a second-round pick on him. He's still year. not there. And he, yeah, I mean, obviously missed his rookie season battling leukemia. Uh, had a disappointing, I guess this was technically his rookie season. And you don't know, like, if he's ever going to be what he was at Bama, right? True. The guy the Texans thought they were getting when they traded up and used a second on him in 2022. I know maybe. this. He doesn't have that explosion like he did still. No. A year later, he just – he just. but maybe it's – maybe it comes this year. I mean – you got to still hang with him. I mean, yeah, you, you yeah. Gotta, I don't think they'll cut him or anything, yeah. but like they, they got to have, they got to bring somebody else in sure. as a weapon on that offense. The O line dealt with a ton of injuries this year, and they still play pretty well for the most part. They need more but depth. Yeah, they could get some more depth there. And you're right, up front defensively. Yeah, if they get a couple more impact players on that defense, then watch out. And like, I guess the running back is okay. I mean, he for for coming in, he's just okay. Yeah, that's so maybe the biggest disappointment for the Texans this season was Damian Pierce, right? The yes. second year back out of Florida, who had a thousand yards as a rookie last season and was one of the best rookies in football before he got hurt and had to miss the final year. Uh, people were just expecting him to take a big step. They were. And, they were. Yes, you're absolutely right. And he wasn't good. Like Devin Singletary, who was brought in on just a cheap free agent contract, kind of an afterthought deal, was far and away the best running back on the Texans. And I wish I would have known about the farmer's dog a lot sooner. Are you serious? We're on to something here. No, Terry, because, you know, he got you got him on the cheap. From He came from Buffalo, correct? Correct. Where he was just kind of average, and they got rid of him. So you don't want to bring an, an average guy who had a good year. I don't know. Forget it. Average is average. So he's with you. No thanks. You can find a better running back than that. And you can find it cheap. You can find one. Mm -hmm. You'll find another one. Or, or see if Pierce maybe – Maybe the light went on or something. Yeah. It just it just who knows. But you can find a better. He has to have a running game to go along with what he's doing, or a great screen game, or somebody that, you know, like the things that happen with Mahomes, guys that can run screens. A weird Pacheco. If you dump it off to him, he's going to make two guys miss, and then he's got enough power to get you a couple. Singletary's not going to. He'll make you miss, but BK on contact, he's not going anywhere. No. But down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like Damian Pierce will get another chance. He's still on that sure. rookie contract. He was a fourth round pick, so he's not costing the Texans a lot. Right. I, th I think Singletary's got another year. I can't remember if it was a one or a two year deal that he signed last offseason. But by the um, way, he did play well. I mean, I don't I'm yeah. not trying to knock him as being just a chump, but they just needed more. They they needed more hard yards. He's not that guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They needed more three yard runs. He can get you he can get you a couple explosive runs during the course of a game. But on a consistent basis of getting you that three yards, if there's if it's not there, he's not that guy. He goes straight down. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this about the Texans because they do need a wide receiver. You know who's a free agent? Who's from the Houston area? Who's that? Mike Evans. Ooh. If you're the Texans, do you back up the Brinks truck to sign the future Hall of Famer? It's going to cost you. It's going to cost you because that guy's a thousand yard receiver every year since he's been in the league. Mm -hmm. And, and he's been doing it with, you know, Jameis Winston and Baker Mayfield. Like, obviously, he had Tom Brady for a couple of years. That helps. 
But even when he hasn't had the best quarterbacks, he's had a thousand yards. Yeah. Yep. So Galveston, yeah, I, I, I would because I'm not doubting that guy ever again. I doubted him coming out of AM thinking that he was not going to be fast enough and wasn't consistent enough with his hands. Hell yeah, that's a big six foot four guy, 215 pounds. Yes. Yep. You go along with Nico and and the speedster, and you find a running back. They've then they've got it going. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I would, yeah. You got to load up on that one. You would think the Bucks are going to do whatever they can to keep Mike Evans, but you know, he is a free agent once again. Played his high school football in Galveston at G Ball, and uh, maybe he wants to get closer to home and get a little change of scenery towards the back end of his career. Now, defensively, you know. Will Anderson still played kind of banged up this year. If he can get through a healthy year, which, I mean, he plays linebacker, so you can forget about that. There's always going to be something that's going to be bumps and bruises. But, boy, what a player he is. Yeah, Will he Anderson had – he had a Demarcus Lawrence type year where he didn't have a lot of sacks. And people who don't know football are like, God, oh, he wasn't that good. He only oh, had he, he can run to the ball. He makes tackles all over the field. He was incredible. He had one of the top five pass rush win rates in the NFL as a rookie. Like that, that's what you want. Pressures, obviously, you would love to get sacks on top of right. that, but pressures are huge. They allow other people to get sacks. They force bad decisions by opposing yep. quarterbacks. They wreak havoc at the backfield. Like, no, Will Anderson had a really good rookie year despite playing banged up for most of the season. So, you're right. Yeah, the Texans got destroyed for that draft day trade last year. Right. They took Stroud number two, then they had the 12th pick. They traded all the way up to number three. They gave up their first round pick this year, and everyone's like, "Really? You guys are going to be one of the worst teams in football?" And you, you traded your first round pick to get an edge rusher, like not a quarterback. You already drafted the quarterback. You went and gave up that much to get an edge rusher, and everyone's like, "Will Anderson has to play well." He did, obviously. Yeah, oh, he's a tackling machine too. He doesn't. You don't. You don't outflank him, or you don't juke him out of his out of his socks. That guy's that guy's a really good athlete. So he's going to make tackles. He's going to get your pressures. Everybody wants more sacks. I mean, of course you do, but he's going to be, he's a solid football player in the run and in the pass. Yeah. Yeah. The Texans, uh, they crushed oh, yeah. it with the draft last year too. I mean, Tank Dell getting him in the third before the injury, like Nick Casario, the GM down there was uh, getting a lot of flack from Texans fans because his first couple of years were not great. Uh, needed to figure some things out. And he got the coaching hire right. He got the quarterback right. Texans lucked into that one, by the yeah, way. Yeah, you get the coaching hire was right because you got a coach and a defensive coordinator. Now you can't lose your your offensive coordinator. That guy can't go and take a job yet. Give give yourself another year, or you yeah. want another year. But if somebody offers him a job, he's going to take it. So he will. Uh, yesterday didn't help Bobby Slowick too much. No, um, you know you don't put too much stock into one game. But you look at some of the other guys like Ben Johnson, the Lions offensive coordinator. He's he gone. Yeah. I mean, that guy had a great game yesterday. He had a great weekend. He was yeah, and everything up. If Belichick doesn't end up in Atlanta, he will. Yeah, Johnson's going to get some job somewhere. Uh, hell, he turned down a couple last year. He maybe could have gotten something if he wanted it a season ago. He'll definitely get something this year, assuming he wants it. Like, that guy had a great weekend. Bobby Slowick, not as much. No. Because, uh, once again, the Texans failed to get inside the Ravens' 25-yard line on Saturday. Not a lot still, of talk, BK, about Dan Quinn getting one of these jobs. I know he he's wants it, to he's got four. He's interviewed four times, yeah. four different teams. So, I don't know. Like, I I think everyone's waiting on Harbaugh and Belichick, right? Like, those sure. are, like, the two biggest dominoes. Um, I, I still think Harbaugh to the Chargers makes the most sense. It does. 
but I think he interviewed a second time in Atlanta late last week. So the Falcons are interested. Obviously, Bill Belichick, the greatest NFL coach of all time, is still out there. What is he's he inter- I think I think he's interested in the Falcons. I don't know how much, you know, he's been there twice too. But Belichick, they're really debating on what they need to do. What, what do they need? I mean, the greatest of all time is he the oldest of the greatest of all time? I think they're kind of looking. We got a pretty young team here. We've got to find a quarterback. We've seen what Belichick has done with the young quarterbacks. Now he did with the old cat that he had won him a bunch of Super Bowls. But the young quarterbacks, they're probably looking at him going, what has he done with the guy they got from Alabama? He hadn't done shit with that dude. No. Well, and, no. and as his time passed him as an offensive-minded coach, because he's using defensive coaches to call – I mean, will he, will he coordinate the right people when it comes to offense? Or will, will he do what he wants to do, what he thinks is best? Yeah. I know they've got to be sitting in meeting and saying, who's going to be your OC? We need to know who your OC is. You're going to bring back some of your old guys who are – or head coaches other places because that's if he does that that's fine if he brings back some of those old dudes that got head coaching jobs that didn't work out as offensive coordinators it'll it'll be fine yeah i i think you'll take josh mcdaniels oh hell yeah your oc that guy's yeah. a horrible head coach but every time he's worked with bill belichick he's made some magic happen right yes. and it's not just with tom brady like mac jones's rookie year when the pats made the playoffs and it looked like mac jones had a chance to be a franchise qb uh, Josh McDaniels was the OC there. So, right. yeah, you're okay with him. You're not okay with Bill O'Brien. No. He's going to Ohio State. Good luck Hilarious. to you, Buckeyes. Oh, my God. What a joke. Ryan Day, seriously, you're trying to save your job as your seat's warming up, and that's your plan? You kidding me? That's like Ron Rivera going to Carson Wentz in Washington with his job on the line. It's like, dude, you really? should be fired just for that decision alone. What are you thinking? But, yeah, I mean, if I'm – if I'm interviewing Bill Belichick, I'm like, okay, you, you cannot bring Matt Patricia, pencil ear. He can't no, come. You none cannot of your bring, kids. Can I bring Joe Judge? Yeah, your no. kids can't be here. Wow, he's got to get a whole new staff. Yeah. That's I, I, Those are the kind of things I think he's talking about with them. Like, no, your kids can't come with his coach. Sorry. I can just picture that uh, Falcons interview with Bill Belichick, and they're like, Coach, tell us about a time you overcame adversity. <laughs> You think Atlanta would ever ask him that, 28 to 3? No, they're not going to say that to him. <laughs> they're going to say, we'll take you, but these people can't come with you. And he's yeah. fighting for that for the bunch of that group right there. Yeah, yeah. I, no, none of those guys can come with you. But it's, now we got rid of Bill O'Brien. He's gone. It's weird with Belichick because, like, he's obviously being interviewed, but he's also doing the interviewing, isn't he? Of course. He? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he's going to have a couple of teams that I think want him and – I guess retirement could be an option for him. Although I, I agree with you. Like he's what 14 wins away from tying 15 oh, yes. wins away from breaking the uh, all time wins record for an NFL head coach. So feels like he wants to at least get that before he hangs it up. But yeah, I, I, he's, I would be totally surprised if the chargers would ever take him as the head coach with that young quarterback. I just, they got to go well, offense. Yeah. They got to get that fixed. Ben Johnson or Jim Harbaugh to me makes the most sense. in in LA, and um, I think Harbaugh is gone. I, I don't see him coming back. I see him taking his championship and running like hell. Because when the shit hits the fan and all that stuff really comes out, that guy's going to turn out to be just a no good scumbag. I mean, you're going. It's going to. It's going to end up that way, and everybody's going to be damn. And then they're going to be. Then you know, of course, they're going to be all after Michigan. Nice championship, you real live cheaters. I mean, mm-hmm. really. So, yeah. but it doesn't matter. It's. 
it, Harbaugh, he can't. I mean, I don't see him coming back there. I just don't. And they're going to offer, like I said, BK before, they're going to offer him so much money, and so and they're going to fight with him. To they're going to fight the NCAA to the bitter end with him because they already got their championship now. I don't think I don't think that's that's ever leaving. I don't think they're going back to doing taking a championship away from him. But they're going to make it miserable for him and recruiting. And you know how like he likes to stay over kids' houses and stuff, sleepovers and things. It's gonna it's gonna be hard when they don't let him get on the road. You know, wear yeah, khakis, coach. You can't no. wear khakis ever again. That's a deal breaker for him. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think that's that that's the way. I mean, the the NFL money is going to be too much. You know, Michigan can fight all they want, but he's going to get money from some gazillionaire that says, okay. Don't worry about Michigan. I got that covered. How much? How much are they going to pay at Michigan? Okay, we got that covered here. We'll you know, pay it. we'll definitely Atlanta. Pay it. You know, yep. the guy who owns uh, what is it that he owns? I don't know. You're talking about the coach who just got fired. His dad owns FedEx. Yeah, the, no, the owner. I I don't know. That guy owns being creepy as hell and having a wife. Home that Depot. He owns Home like Depot. Him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got cash. Dude, Arthur Blank is that guy's yeah. name? Yeah, he owns Home Depot, so he's got cash. He said, "Whatever they offer you at Michigan, we got that covered." Yeah, he also owns having a wife that looks just like him. Let me pull this up real quick. No, quiet. don't even do why. Why must you do that? What do you mean? She does not. She does not have a mustache. She, well, she doesn't have a mustache, but I don't know, man. I think he's sleeping with his sister. <laughs> That's. That's a weird bit right there. He's got some weird eyebrows, man. He's got some deep, dark eyebrows. And his oh, eyes are set way back in, like Skeletor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. No, he's we'll not sleeping with his sister. That That's his sister, man. No. At least his cousin. You know, he is in the South in Georgia. So maybe he's maybe cousin. It's possible. You know, I'm going to Atlanta at the end of this week, so I'll uh, I'll do some research. Love, love it. Yeah, please do. I'll try to find something out out there. All right, before we get back into some NFL, we also have to talk Texas basketball. Huge win for the Longhorns on Saturday against Baylor. Uh, we've got some Longhorn football to get into as uh, Texas picked up a couple of commitments over the weekend. Before all of that, let's give some shout-outs to some of our sponsors. How about Texas Orthopedics? If you're seeking that specialized, patient-focused orthopedic care, contact the experts at Texas Orthopedics. Their physicians offer comprehensive phys- uh, surgical and non-surgical right as i said non-surgical orthopedic care for children and adults spinal care sports medicine joint replacement like myself dr chris danny and dr chris stockton are dedicated orthopedic surgeons there former ut football players and their goal is to get you right back into good health and that great quality of life that you deserve tx ortho is the place to go go to texas orthopedics they are the largest independent orthopedic practice in the state of texas once again for more information go to txortho.com Yes, indeed. Shout out to Texas Orthopedics. And how about a TV spot from our great friends over at Covert BK? Hi, I'm Dan Covert with my wife, Hayden. Welcome to Covert BK. Our newest location in the gorgeous hill country includes Buick, GMC, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, and hundreds of pre-owned and certified vehicles for you to choose from. We have three service departments that are ready to take care of your car, truck, or SUV with 86 service bays to accommodate any repair and get you in and out quickly. Come visit us today to select the vehicle you've been dreaming about. Covert, born and raised in Austin. I tried to go. I was I headed out there because I went to my farmer's market on Sunday 
So I went out there to Covert BK, and I didn't realize that you couldn't just pull in there, BK, and look at cars on a Sunday. They, the gates were locked and stuff. I'm like, damn. Mm. I'm like, if I get out of my car and leave it here and start walking around the facility, about what time did the alarm start going off? Like the minute I hit on the other side of the gate? Yeah, what are you doing? You're trying to steal it's, cars from the no, covers? Sunday. I thought maybe I could go walk amongst and, and look. I didn't realize that. If the gates close, that means you can't come in, your car can't come in, and probably neither can you. No. I thought I thought it was a free-for-all that you can walk the lots. But not on a Sunday, no. Oh, we got this old black guy stumbling around here again. Looks like he's taking hubcaps. <laughs> it's security out here. Security out. How long would it take the BK cops to get out there? I just not very long. Oh, they got people they, on site. Oh yeah, yeah. The BK. By the way, the BK's got they are they're on site everywhere all the time. I don't know how they get to where they get to, but they're in every county. I don't think that's fair. They're not constables, but they look like they're everywhere. From Bee Cave to Lamb Passes, those dudes are around. Yeah, that's like the UTPD. Those guys think they have jurisdiction everywhere. Oh, oh do they up north? Y'all ain't shit. You don't Galleria. even have jurisdiction on campus. Y'all ain't shit. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> you know about them. They're everywhere. They tell you what to do on the east side, the west side. Hey, Paul Blart, get back on your Segway, all right, you mall cop. <laughs> <laughs> tell on, me man. what i need to do bring in a real cop i'll listen no, to them no way man yeah i love them i love them all they right were, yeah they're at, their, they're at their best when ricky was there because he was a non-compliant son of a gun when he was on utp <laughs> with his with all his different cars his maseratis and stuff oh. that dude just liked to leave them parked you know right in front of class and everything else he was that dude was a mess when it came to cars yeah, Ricky Williams, who cares? Dude, dude, I remember having to go when his his Maserati got like they they towed it away, and I had to go to the towing place, and I couldn't drive. You know, he had all, all that stick shift stuff on the on the steering wheel. Dude, I'm like, how am I getting this to the house? He goes, just drive it out to your house and leave. And I'm like, how the hell am I getting? That thing was going boom, boom. It was bucking, and I it was the worst trip. No, it's not. No, doing all that stuff on the steering wheel. If you have never driven a car like that, hard to do. Yes, and I know how to drive stick shift. I know how to drive it on the column, too, you know, on the wheel back in the old days. When you had yeah. to put your hand out for the turn signal, you know. <laughs> I, I know all those deals, but I couldn't drive that one. That oh. was awful. I must have burned. That thing was, the, the rubber was burning. You could smell up the, the gears. I must have ruined that poor car of his. I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen that before. The stick shift was on. It wasn't just paddle shifters. It was like. No, it was, it was paddles. They were oh, on okay. the steering wheel. Like, you know, you touch them and. But did you have that. to, did you have to hit the clutch to shift? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Still do all that stuff with that car. That thing was. And when you got it to like fourth or fifth, dude, you might, you needed to be on the super highway. And oh. I 35 wasn't it because it was stopping going. I was stopping going too. Man. That guy was oh. awful. Uh, I hate that stick shifts gone away. Yes. That was, that was cool. I mean, I love that I can drive stick. That's how I learned how to drive a car. And That's I how I did like, too. Yeah. Now it's like, I don't, I don't know how many kids are learning that these days. Cause no, I don't know they, how wouldn't have a, they wouldn't have a chance. No, no, none of, none of my sisters, they, they didn't have the patience for it. And I was the only one who like wanted to learn. And I you get on those hills and start going backwards. Oh dude. the stall outs <laughs> when you're just Oh rolling. yeah. Like you don't know what to do, your whole body freezes, and you're like, "Shit!" All you have to do is hit the brake, but you're like, "I don't know, I don't know what's happening." Oh yeah, no, it was. Uh, 
Ah, man, good times. Yeah, people behind me had quite the deal. When I was learning how to do that first, learn how to do it, and I'd go <laughs> sliding slowly back into the car that was behind me. Oh, I'd be yeah. pointing back up, back up. I need some more room. <laughs> the first time you stall out when you're actually on the road is like the most terrifying five oh, no, seconds. You've blown the engine. You thought, oh, I just blew the engine. Yeah, I mean, it's five seconds. It feels like five hours, too. Oh, yeah. You know it right away. You just get that quick whiplash when it stalls out. You're like, oh, shoot. Like, turn the car off, put it in neutral, and restart friends, the whole all thing. All my friends learned on, a, on their dad's old truck. Yeah. Take it out in the, in the backwoods and learn how to drive there before they go on the roads. Me? I'm dead smack with the Pinto or whatever the hell I had trying oh, to learn how to do Pinto? Oh, it was awful. God. Yeah, I learned, uh, speaking of old trucks, I guess for me, it was old for you. This would have been the newest thing ever. Come on, uh, man. 85 Toyota Land Cruiser. Wow. That's what I was oh, riding. Man. It looked like a little funeral car. Isn't that what it did? Didn't it have the little hatchback in the back? The Land Cruiser. It a had some bit. space in the back. Yeah, that's for the bodies. I'll, I'll pull it up right there. I had a couple bodies out there. Yeah, I bet not, you did. Not dead bodies. Talking about ladies. Actually, From no, HEB, had, where they have HEB employees in the back of that thing. I had little to no game in high school, so that was not that was not the case. But you had that car though. I did have that car. Here's here's, well, that's the grainiest picture of all time. That's what it was. It was a dark gray color. First car my dad ever bought. This thing looks like a Jeep. Out of college, and he kept it. All the way until I was ready to drive in like 2010. So love that car, man. It's awesome. Which way did it go? Did it go the way of later resold? Yeah, he, it had. It only had like 125 thousand miles on it, which is crazy. Well, uh, hell no, Dad wasn't going anywhere. He'd go to work and yeah. back. Unlike us, we gotta, I got to drive around the city and put almost 50 thousand miles on a car every year because I have to go somewhere. Yeah, he, he didn't do that. He also had like other cars that I guess he had towards the end of owning this thing. But now nah, once I went to cut like this thing couldn't go on the highway, it would start <laughs> once you were going like over 50, it would shake like crazy <laughs> where you're like, dude, this is about to blow up. So I couldn't take it to all. I obviously grew up in Dallas. I couldn't take it to Austin for college. So like once once I went off to school, it was. Like it just never got driven, and my dad ended up selling. I had one of those shakers too. When it got to when it go 54, 55, I think it starts. Oh, yeah, I was just holding on tight. That buddy's in the car, they thought about like in an action movie, you know, you just jump out of the moving vehicle. <laughs> yes, they're like, I'm doing this, dude. I'm not sitting in this shit. Oh, my goodness. uh, but yeah, that's how that's how I learned to drive stick. So, no right, paddle now. shifters on that bad boy, but. Uh, great thing. Love that. Now, is Rodney Terry back in the good graces of Longhorn fans now after that win? That yeah. was a good win. Let me tell you, that was a good win on 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 uh, do whatever you need to do, yeah. you know, cuss out the other players, cut the, cuss, cuss out their moms, anything you want, just win the games. Yep. Go ahead. Best win of the year for Texas basketball. Man, it's not close. I mean, before Saturday, the best win was probably the victory at Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. uh, in that second game in conference play where Max Aismas hit the game winner in the final few seconds. But, you know, Cincinnati's not a ranked team. I don't know if Cincinnati's going to make the tournament. That's just that, that goes to show you that Texas didn't have any real quality wins this year, right? They had a relatively weak non-conference schedule. The only two good teams, really good teams, that they played in the non-con, they lost to in UConn yep. and Marquette. And obviously, their first couple of opportunities in Big 12 play to get those big wins, they they failed to capitalize. So, yeah, huge win for Texas. They needed it. Rodney Terry needed it more than anybody else in the world. 
and they found a way to get it done. Man, it was a back-and-forth affair, kind of a tale of two halves, right? Both teams. I like the way they played defense in the second half, though. Yeah, neither neither team could miss in the first half, right? Like, Texas had its best shooting half in, like, the last 20 years, but they were only up one at halftime, and you're like, oh, God, we just played that well offensively, but we're only up by one. This is a, a bad omen and a scary thought for what could happen in the second half, but both teams did lock down defensively. Also, the teams just started missing shots. Like the, the, They got yeah. some similar looks that they got in the first half. They just weren't falling, which you figured would happen at some point because both teams were shooting the lights out of the gym. But, yeah, Texas, uh, man, they held Baylor like eight minutes without a bucket. Oh, yeah, that second half, that, that, that was incredible. I thought Mitchell played well. I thought he used his athleticism. You know, I, I had said that they need to get him involved offensively, but defensively he was up on the boards and guys were hitting the boards. That was good to see. It really yeah. was. I, I thought they played really good D. Offensively, they still they they struggled in that second half, but both teams struggled. They started yeah. playing. Both teams started playing defense, and like you said, Baylor. How long was that? Because I was at the, I was remembering they were at five minute mark. So if that thing went on for eight minutes, so Baylor wow. made, Baylor made a shot with nine minutes and nine seconds left, and then. After that, the only shot they made was the three-pointer by Jalen Bridges that tied the game, obviously, before the Tyrese Hunter buzzer beater. And that's, man, Rodney Terry, if Texas doesn't hit that game winner and the Longhorns lose in overtime, uh, then it's like, hey, coach, you were up three in the final seconds. Why didn't you foul? Like, Tyrese Hunter bailed out his head coach right there. So, I'm giving Rodney Terry for the win. And look, as a fan, I want to see that three-pointer. Like, I want to see the crazy shot at the end with a chance to tie the game. But the smart thing to do there when your team is up by three in the final seconds is to not let the other team shoot a three that could tie the game to force overtime. No, you got to foul that dude. You foul in that spot 10 times out of 10. And Rodney Terry did not do it. Now, once again, thankfully, and Scott Drew, I thought, coached a horrible game like I couldn't believe he didn't take a timeout after Baylor hit that three. There was all sorts of chaos in Texas. Dylan DeSue made a great pass to Tyrese Hunter, and I'll give Tyrese Hunter a ton of love because he drove the length of the floor and got to the 10 and had a layup. You see so many times, Buck, like guys will just pull up from three in that spot, and it's like he realized that he had the time to go 94 feet Drive the length of the floor. And they had to hang in the air for a while, too, before he let that loose. An impressive shot, but it's much easier to do that than it is to just pull up from oh, yeah. downtown. So, uh, yeah, big-time moment right there for Texas. They needed it. But, yeah, the, the Longhorns down the stretch defensively really, really good, basically holding Baylor without a field goal for nine minutes in the second half. When Baylor took a lead midway through the second half, and it's like, oh, here we go again. Like, we had our chance. We blew it, and the thought that I had at halftime, like we played so well in the first half and we're only up one, and now here's where it all starts to unravel. Uh, Texas clamped down defensively, got the stops that they needed to get, and uh, found a way to get Just win, win the games, Coach. Game. I mean, I, I heard that post-game explanation about what happened the game before. I'm like, dude, I don't need it. We all saw it. You don't need to tell – you don't need to explain to us that you're a good Christian man. I got that. Don't – just don't. Just win. You don't yeah. owe – you don't owe – you don't owe – I mean – they're going to be on you anyway. Just win the games. They'll forget about it. Win the next one. You got to beat Oklahoma tonight. Win that game. That stuff will go away. As long as you keep winning and you put your team in the right position, they're they're going to forget about. People will forget about that. Yeah. You know. I mean, you just you just put that bullseye on your back just a little bit more. You, you win because if you lose again tonight, that all that shit's coming back again. 
That game's tomorrow night in Norman. Yeah, I mean, it's all coming back again. But your point stands, right? And, and that's like, that's where I've got to give a PSA to Texas fans here. And this isn't going to work, but I'll try it anyways. Um, we do not need to make definitive statements about Rodney Terry after every single game that Texas plays. Sure. After every loss, it doesn't need to be fire Rodney Terry. Now, I was very critical of the UCF situation last week, but I said multiple times, you shouldn't fire the coach right now. Like, let let things play out. Let's see sure. midway through his first year. Like, give the guy a chance. We do not need to say, oh, let's fire the coach after every loss. And we do not need to say that you're an idiot for questioning Rodney Terry after every single win. Like, let's let this thing play out. Now, I know how it's going to go. If Texas loses to OU tomorrow – Everyone's going to be back on the fire Rodney Terry bandwagon. If Texas wins at OU tomorrow, it's going to be, oh, he's the guy. He's the best. You guys yeah. are idiots for questioning. It. Like, let this thing play out. It's midway through his first season. There, I, I don't think he's going to be a one and done. He sure as hell ain't going to be a half year and done here. So let him coach. Let this team try to figure it out and see if they can find their way to get into the NCAA tournament. We do not need definitive, declarative, decisive statements about the head coach every single time Texas plays a game. There's a lot I of games. I thought the same year. with the head coach, and I thought the same with the head coach having to go back to what had happened before. I didn't need an explanation. I saw it. I don't – you don't have to explain. I mean, I'm an, I'm old enough to understand what I saw is is plenty for me. Just win the game. Just coach the, coach the team, coach. Uh, in my mind, I, I didn't think it was a good look, and that's fine. But that's my mind. In your mind – you thought you did what you had to do. Fine. Now go win the next game. And you did. Yeah. So let's uh, let's give some context to what you're talking about. Because I don't know how many people have heard Rodney Terry's post-game comments yes, that you're referencing. You're right. so, so I've got the cut right here. Uh, Rodney Terry, he wasn't really asked specifically for an apology or even specifically right. about, like, the post-game handshake line. He was just kind of asked, like, hey, coach, you know, how was your week after what happened uh, against UCF? And here's Rodney Terry weighing in on that there's always going to be different things you have to deal with in life you know i think you you know you have controllables in your life in terms of you know what you're able to control you know in terms of what happens you know and you know i always tell our guys there's always consequences to any of uh, any actions that you may have you know i had no intentions of trying to uh, show up anyone or or uh, offend anyone in terms of you know, what occurred, at, you know, at the end of that game. Johnny Dawkins is a good friend of mine. He's a really good coach. He has a good program. They're having a good year. Uh, and, uh, um, you know, I, you know, personally, if I offended him or his program or anyone for that matter, that was not my intentions, you know. Um, I'm a God-fearing man. I, I lean heavily on my faith. And uh, there are no obstacles in front of me that I can't ever overcome because God never leaves me no matter in good times bad times he's always with me and so you know I, I think again you control what you can control and uh um you know I'm, I'm proud of our guys and what our guys did today yeah I mean that I, that that's that's kind and all good like once again I said if you're looking to be a life coach at the high school that's fine that that was uh that was a shitty apology now he yeah. didn't have to apologize at all no like, As I Zay, said, just go on and play, go on and coach. He, like Zay wanted him to apologize, I think, to Johnny Dawkins, the UCF head coach. I don't, I don't know if he ever did that. Well, I guess in that quote, he said maybe he did, but like he did not need to apologize. But God, that was I hate the 
if I offended you, I'm sorry, apology. Like, that's not an apology right there, Coach. No. And he also started bringing up God. I mean, he he hit a lot of the bingo card, the apology bingo card. Yes. Uh, it was a lot of that from Rodney Terry. So, once again, he didn't have to address it at all. You didn't no, want him to address it. I couldn't care less if he did or didn't address it. But, like, don't don't make us the bad guys here. If I offended you, like it was a bad look. It was a dumb thing that you did, Rodney. So either accept it and say, I messed up. It won't happen again. Or That's all you have to say. Yeah. It. We're don't apologize for it. Just move on. Like it's in the past. I mean, we're moving on. Like don't, don't the, if I offended you and I'm such a strong man of faith. So, you know, I'm better than like it, it, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah, and, and I, and to me, I went, I moved, I moved away from it. When they were playing the game, I'm like, just coach, coach. This is a great basketball game. You win. Uh, in my eyes, I, I I thought you made a mistake, but that's my eyes. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You're the one who coaches the team. You're the one who has, has to deal with the fans. And if you felt like, because it was, like you said, it wasn't a great apology. It was more about him, about how he doesn't do this or how he doesn't do that. That's no, make it about. It's got to be about. It's got to be about more about your team than how you are. I heard you. I was. I, I listened to the to the deal. You don't have to explain to me. I make a lot of decisions on what I hear, what people say, and what people do. I I don't need you to go over it again. I'm grown up enough to understand what went on and right in front of my face. So yeah. you doing that? Just coach them. And then on Saturday, just like I said, once they won that game, I said, "What a great coaching job he did. What a great job the team did bouncing back." Eleven o'clock in the morning, number nine team in the nation. You beat them. Now go on and continue. I said because. If you're doing all these things and all these apologies, let me tell you, you lose on, on what is it, Tuesday? It's coming right back at you because some people are going to hold this against you for a long, long time. I just want you to coach. Like you said, it doesn't matter what you say if your team's winning games. Like Nick Saban doesn't give the press anything. No, okay? he talks about sour, bad cheese and all kinds yeah. of shit. Greg Popovich, like, what? Greg Popovich t- treats the media like trash. No, you don't care. Like if you're a fan, you're just like win. I'd say whatever the hell you want to say at the press conference, just win. So this is a defining stretch of the Texas basketball season, right? Six games in yeah. a row against ranked opponents. They're one and oh, great start. Uh, they've got to find a way to piece together a few wins. They're not going to go six and zero. That's unrealistic. If you're expecting that, it's not going to happen. But like, hey, can you go three and three? Can you go four and two? Can you get some quality wins for your NCAA tournament resume and play yourself back onto the bubble to where you feel like you've got a shot to be in the NCAA tournament this year? If you do that, then hey, people will forget about all of this. Well, stuff. yeah, coach, because we all have bad moments. We don't. We're, nobody's perfect. We don't go through life not having a bad moment here and there. Or hell, a couple a couple of weeks. So it's nobody's nobody's looking at you like you, you know, you're this bad guy. But dude, you don't have to go back and explain. Just go and coach. Go and coach. Just just win, baby. Al Davis said it best. Just win, baby. And boy, Rodney Terry is still getting dunked on by national folk. Is he? Oh my gosh. So part of what he said in his post game press conference after the UCF game was about not celebrating like you've won a national championship after just winning a regular season game. And literally there was a quote from RT last Wednesday after that UCF game where he said, quote, we don't jump up and down, act like we won a national championship, oh. end quote. And, uh, well, here's the video of the Tyrese Hunter game winner. And the camera kind of zooms in on Rodney Terry's reaction. And people were already calling him soft for his freak out over horns down now people are calling him a hypocrite check it out 
So here it is. Great play. Great find by DeSue. Once again, Tyrese Hunter going coast to coast. There's the layup, and there's Ty uh, Rodney Terry literally jumping up and down after saying we don't jump up and down after winning regular season games. So, of course, the internet is like, really, Coach? Yeah, I mean, your, your outburst the other night was emotional. That was emotional, and I can understand that. I understand that one right there. The other outbursts, not so much, but like I said, we all have our moments. Yeah. We're, we're going to have our moments. Dude, I, I reacted like that. You should react like that oh, after yeah. a game winner. But when it's three days after you shit on somebody else for doing a horns down after winning a big game, then you're a hypocrite. So, like, Rodney Terry, I mean, he, oh, my God. Uh, he, he went from, like, not a very well-known national name. So now to, they all know him now, all the coaches. To right, like, is he, is he on the list of do's and don'ts now? He's, like, he's the most hated head coach in college basketball right now, like nationally. Like really? Just, just for the way he reacted against UCF and the things he had to say there. And oh, then he's, obviously – He's made the do's and don't list? That's, really? Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, – look, hey, Rodney Terry, I think, uh, I think we all learned a valuable lesson. If sure. you don't want if you don't want other teams to do horns down, what do you do? You beat them. That's all it takes. If it bothers you so much, keep winning games. You won't have to worry about horns down if you win all of these games. But guess what? If Texas loses in Norman tomorrow against Oklahoma, you're going to get a few horns down, coach. And you're going to get more than a few. Yeah, you'll get some birds too. That's the official hand sign of Oklahoma when they play yeah. Texas. When they play everyone else, it's horns down. When they play Texas, it's the Tom Herman double bird. Double birds coming up for Tuesday. So get ready. Huge game for Texas. Would love for them to find a win. That goes without saying. Uh, but uh, Sooners yeah. pretty good. Sooners are pretty good. That's a young team that's pretty doggone good. Yeah, Sooners are playing great. They were 15 last week in the poll. Uh, they should move up. They beat uh, Cincinnati on the road over the weekend, and they beat West Virginia in the middle of the week last week. So they went 2-0. So they'll be closer to the top 10 when the uh, the new poll comes out. Do so they have two, two losses or one loss? They've got three. Three? Three and losses. Are they all, are, have they lost at home yet? They've lost uh, twice in conference play, but both on the road. They lost yeah. in Lawrence, and they lost in Fort Worth. Uh, and then their other loss was a neutral site to UNC. So, no, they have not lost at the Lloyd Noble Center yet. Who did I see West Virginia jump on their ass this weekend? They, they got my Hawks. What? I'll tell you what. Kansas is making Rodney Terry look good because everyone's like, oh, Texas, how do you lose to UCF? Well, then Kansas goes out and loses to UCF. And it's like, oh, Texas, how do you lose to West Virginia? Well, then Kansas goes out and loses to West Virginia. Come so, on, man. Rodney Terry owes Bill Self a little something for uh, – Losing to all of the teams that he's losing to. And, yeah, Kansas Kansas has some problems right now, for sure. You never count them out of the Big 12 because they usually find a way to turn it around and figure it out and win this league. But that is a, not a great Kansas team right now. And, hey, maybe those losses aren't as bad as oh, we thought they, they were. No, they're bad. That West Virginia loss to both of those teams, those are bad losses. They're not good. No. They're not good, but it, it helps Texas a little bit when you see uh, top three Kansas lose to those two teams. So yeah, has Tech played? Has Tech played West Virginia? Because teams like Tech are what destroys teams like West Virginia. You know? Yeah, West Virginia's had Bill Self's number at least in the Coliseum. He struggled in that place over his career. I don't think Tech and West Virginia have played. I don't know if they have. 
You should nice win for Tech. Care because what Tech will do is destroy them. Tech Tech uh, had a big comeback against the Mormons over the weekend. Did they? Nice win for the Your Markers there. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. So Texas back at it once again tomorrow night at OU. But a huge win. Best win of the season. Uh, nothing's a must-win game in January. But Saturday felt close to it, especially for the head coach. Because they yes. were starting to feel like they were spiraling out of control. He needed to get the BBs back into the box, and uh, he did. He did. He did. So nice win for the Horns. We'll see if they can build on it tomorrow at Oklahoma. Okay. Great. More love to some more sponsors. Buck, who you got? I got Dr. Greg Eckert, his all-star group professionals. They do everything from general dentistry to the most advanced work. And I had my teeth restored, folks, in just two visits with the good doctor. He's absolutely the very best, taking on new patients in 2024. Give him a call today at 512-345-3166. If you're thinking of uh, maybe not having veneers, but you want dental implants and you may be having trouble with a few teeth that you don't think are right, let Dr. Eckert do that in just one day for you. Give you a smile. But you'll go in there and you'll leave with a great smile from Dr. Eckert. Now, when it comes to veneers, now he's done over 1,500 cases of restoring teeth. He's been doing this for over 28 years in the business. And he's going to make sure of this, that you are healthy, that your dental health is going to be healthy if you come in. And if you have to have IV sedation just to get that done, well, he'll do that. He knows how important it is for your general health to make sure that your dental health is great. Once again, 512-345-3166. He's our dentist. Should be your dentist also. Yes, indeed. As our guy Rue says, if you're watching on YouTube, please be sure to like the video. Thank you for that, Rue. Thank you all for tuning in. Of course, if you're listening on the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app available in the App Store and Google Play. Uh, hit us up on the Coda text line, 512-222-9328. I mentioned we'll be doing some giveaways. We'll be doing a Cover 3 giveaway, maybe a nice. couple of Cover 3 gift card giveaways this week. Love our friends at Cover 3, the best sports bar in town. If you're looking for a place to watch that Texas basketball game tomorrow, get out to Cover 3. Tons of TVs. Tons of comfortable chairs, too. Of course, they've got the fantastic food. It's like it's not just bar food. No, they have upped their game at Cover 3. The Sean Adams Prime Rib Sandwich is fantastic. Uh, the Brick Chicken Mac and Cheese, one of my favorite menu items in Austin. That stuff is incredible. Uh, they've got the great burgers, the sandwiches, the salads, the wings, the nachos, all the traditional bar food, but elevated uh, with some uh, cool items as well, plus the full bar, all the great drinks. They've got happy hour five days a week. Go see them. The Anderson Square location, that's my favorite. They've got the Round Rock spot and, of course, cover two off Lake Line as well. Cover three, dining, spirits, sports. You got, do you have a Tom McKay? I want to hear the maracas. I'm, I'm in that mood giving those people that money. Give them your money. That's right. I don't feel good about it this week, folks. Sorry, I'm probably only going to have to give you one. I'll take a guess, but I hate to lose your money by just guessing instead of that expertise that I got going on in here in my, that's right, in my dome right here. Mm, you're 6-0 in these NFL playoffs, man. Whatever you take, I'm taking. And they're easy. It's easy wins. Mm. How could you bet against Patrick Mahomes? Serious. Six straight AFC champ. Six straight. Now that's as long as he's been in the league. I mean, were they, I mean, was this when he was in the league when he wasn't the starter behind Alex Smith? Yeah, no, every, every year, every year Mahomes has been a starter. He's made it to the AFC Championship. Wow! So the first year where he sat behind Alex Smith, they didn't get there. Okay. But once, once he took over, 
up in KC. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, man. It is ridiculous. Never seen anything like it. I'm not sure we'll ever see anything like it again. I know I do love his number number four, the wide receiver, the rookie, Rice. Yeah, yeah, Rashid Rice. Yeah, he is he's he looks like a veteran. He looks like he's been around for a while. I don't know what to expect of the rest of them. I know what to expect of Kelsey. He's going to throw the heart up to his girl up there in the stands when he oh. scores and stuff. You know what I mean? I don't know. I he's in love. This is this isn't just going away. This isn't going away. This is the real thing. Before we hear from Tom McKay, they showed Taylor Swift obviously on the broadcast a couple of times. And yes, after Kelsey's first of two touchdowns, he blew a kiss up to her and gave her the heart oh yeah i love the little heart thing that's so cute look at that mine never looks like a heart mine always looks like two balls or what is wrong what are you doing there what is how that do you do, how do you do that I, I can't do it i've been trying i've been trying to do that since yesterday but my fingers are so big they look like two like these nuts when i do it like look there's two nuts there well why are you holding up two nuts right now this is I a family program know. these nuts <laughs> sorry <laughs> how are you doing that to the people come on man we're just trying to have a good start to the week, and you're just flashing nuts this on the was screen. Better. This was better, right? More like a heart, yes, than, than this thing that I try to do this way. Are you okay? Looks like a crayfish. You need a, you need a doctor <laughs> over there? What's going on with you? All Man. right, so they, they showed uh, T-Swift a thousand times like they always do. Yes. Um, and everyone's pissed about it. Hey, maybe if you stop tweeting about it, then they'll stop showing. Yes. Her, you know, because they want impressions. And every time you tweet how about how mad you are that she's on screen, uh, they get impressions. more viewers. Yes. Yes, they do. Well, it wasn't just her in that box in Buffalo yesterday. His brother was so funny. About this. Jason <laughs> Kelsey. Of course, the recently retired Jason Kelsey. Longtime Philadelphia Eagle. Got that brewski in his hand. Oh, my God, dude. He went out of the box, too, and started hanging out with the fans in Buffalo, chugging beers. And obviously the TV camera, yeah, caught him doing that, going to break. And don't like, tell me he's not have a buzz on. Tell me he's, that's just a normal day for that dude. That guy was piss drunk, dude. And he yeah. should have been. He, he just retired. He's celebrating his retirement. That's true. His brother. Cheering on his brother. I got Taylor Swift up here with me, hanging out with her group. Yeah, that's drinking nice. Drinking a nice cold Altstad up there. Look at him. He's going to be. God. You know what? He's going to be the next guy pissing on the, the the poles there at the games. Yeah. He's going to be that guy. Yeah. For the championship game, look for him to be out in the foyer out there peeing on the pole like that one dude we had. He's not going to pee on the pole. He's going to. He's going to be that guy. He's he's in a suite. They've got a private bathroom. He doesn't need to do that. No, dude's going out. He wants to be with the people. Talking about this. Hey, Kelsey, stop it. <laughs> yeah, this was oh. at the uh, game formerly known as the Civil War, the Oregon-Oregon State game in Corvallis. Wow. This year, or some dude is literally just taking a whiz on a pole on the concourse. Just we got a couple of their players, don't we? Don't we have one from Oregon State? Is that what they do? Yeah, I don't know if the players do that. I don't think Silas Bolden has ever been caught taking a leak on the concourse. That reminds the, me a lot of the people in Louisiana, that dude right there in the mm, bathrooms right there. Yeah, yeah. With their I, traditions. That guy still hit the toilet more than most people in Louisiana. Oh, that's true. He, he hit even the pole. Though, even though there was no toilet there, he still <laughs> made more in a toilet. Look yeah. steam coming off. It's so cold <laughs> up there. What, Reezer, Stadium, whatever oh, it's called. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, Kelsey's not doing that, dude. 
That's him next, no doubt. No chance. Okay. Oh, he, may, he may do it from the suite. God. If they go to the Super Bowl, if his brother goes to the Super Bowl, wow. Yeah, well, he'll be in Baltimore, I'm sure, with Taylor and the rest of the gang. Uh, and uh, hopefully he's hammered again. I'm sure it'll be cold in Baltimore. I'm sure he'll be shirtless in Baltimore, and we'll get uh, some more of Jason, Kelsey. Those two guys are Dude, How about that hilarious. Baltimore defense? Is that for real? I mean, the Texans, once again, they're young. They had a lot of injuries. I need to understand that in my mind. But, boy, in the second half, that defense, that defensive line, and those linebackers were everywhere. And that dude, number six, he was striking guy. I mean, they hit hard. When they come, like I said, BK, I, I said the week before, when they hit you, it's that second guy that hits you. You know, the first guy may daze you a little bit and make you make a, a different move. Yeah. But when the next guy comes in, man. Yeah. Well, what is it? Uh, remember the Titans. We blitz all night. That's wow. what the Ravens did. They were relentless with the pressure on C.J. Stroud. And that, that's not usually what they do, right? Like, Wink no. Martindale's not their D.C. When he was the guy, they blitzed a lot. But their right. new D.C., not nearly as much. So they broke tendency. They either saw something against C.J. Stroud that they thought they could exploit, or they just wanted to do something different, right? Uh, the Texans are probably game planning for this. We're going to do that instead. I feel like uh, if Steve Sarkeesian was coaching the Texans, he would have been like, they did something we didn't see on film. He would have yeah, got that. And, you know, the Bills tried to start blitzing Pat Mahomes. But let me tell you something. You can't play running back for them, whether you're the smallest guy or you're Pacheco. If you don't block for him, you will be on the bench. And those guys were stepping up. And they didn't want to blitz their linebackers. Remember, they had so many guys hurt, you know, in that game at linebacker for the Buffalo Bills that they, yeah. they didn't blitz a lot. But when they did, their running back stepped right up in the middle of the hole to, to protect Patrick Mahomes. Because if you don't protect him, you probably don't play. Yeah. Yeah, Pacheco, former seventh-round pick. Wow, is he an all-around player, that dude? Yeah, he's turned into a great player. Um, and, yeah, you're right. Now, they do. Uh, they did a good job in blitz pickup yesterday against – they got the little guy team. from LSU playing a lot again now, too. Yeah, Edward Zelaire, look, hasn't been the player the Chiefs thought they were getting when they spent uh, a first-round pick on him a few years ago out of LSU. They haven't got rid of him. He's still around. Yeah, he's still around, and he, he has a role on that team. Uh, he's better than me, Cole Hardman. That guy had two touches and two fumbles yesterday. Good job, Man. idiot. That should be cut. All right, before we get back into the NFL, we also have to talk Texas football. I've got to give some major love to a position coach on this Longhorn staff who just continues to do a tremendous, tremendous job, and we'd be remiss if we did not shout him out after what he did over the weekend. Uh, you asked for the Maracas? Yes, so the Maracas. We'll go with the AV Consultations Maracas this morning. This is Tom McKay, owner of Audiovisual Consultations, and we'd like to take a moment to thank all of our clients for making the last 25 years both fun and fruitful. For those of you who have not experienced our services yet, we'd like to invite you to give us a try for all of your home electronics needs. We take care of everything from surround sound home theaters and distributed audio to computer networks, home surveillance systems, to a new television in the living room or bedroom. And we come to you. There's no need to leave your home to find great pricing and incomparable service. No traffic, inexperienced sales geeks, or pushy showroom tactics. Just give us a call and we'll visit you at your home or business to take a look at what you really need. Just relax, hug your kids, and smile. We make your electronics and life simpler to manage. So give us a call and discover what over 7,000 families and businesses already have. Audiovisual Consultations is the easiest, most complete way to enjoy today's electronics. 
Call us at 512-255-8678. That's 512-255-8678 or online at avconsultations.com. Very nice. Very Mm. smooth there, Tom. By the way, the lady at Starbucks apologized to me for the not saying anything to me about paying it back. She did. I gave the heater to that. I went back and got her a heater and stuff. Yeah. I said, thank you so much for the heater. But she also said, I should have said something to you like, no, you don't want to do No, you don't want to do this. She goes, I, she goes, I didn't, I know you're not cheap. That's right. She said, that. I know you're not cheap, but she said, I should have said more to you about what they were ordering behind you. Wow. You know, that was nice of her to do that. She didn't have to do that. She, I mean, well, I, I, you literally lambasted her on this show. You made what? her feel horrible about herself and forced her into an apology. What? Hope you feel good about yourself, dude. Come on, Rodney Terry. What are you talking about? You ruined that poor girl's life. That was an and... older lady. That was an older woman. Okay. Older, than, older than me. She could still have her life ruined by you. Wow. <laughs> she's, in her, she's in her dying years. She doesn't have much time <laughs> left on this earth. And you just shit on her in a public forum. And now she's got to apologize for it? No, she just, that was the first time we've seen each other since the incident. And she was like, I should have said something more to you when you said, I'll, I'll, I'll pick up the tab for the person behind me. She said, I should have said that they're ordering a lot. She said, would that have changed it for you? I, I, you know what I said? Yeah, would have changed it. <laughs> yes, it would have. <laughs> but I said, since you feel even worse. I, I said, no, but since I had that, I was the one who initiated this. I said, it's, I said, it's not a big deal. I said, thank you, but, but. I think thank you, but no thank you. She either listens to Texas Sports Unfiltered or somebody does. And oh, they yeah. told her about what you said about her. I didn't say anything bad about her. Calling her out for doing her job. And now she felt the need to say sorry. She's been hey, thinking hero. about that. She's been thinking about that all week. How you know God, what she just said to me? She just said, hey, hero, why don't you pay for the next five people behind you next time? what she should have just charged you for it. She shouldn't have even given you a warning. She's just, taking a guest and said a hundred dollars. It's a hundred even. Hey, she, she should have told the next person behind you in the drive through Hey, the guy in front of you said he'll pay for whatever you want. So get food for the whole family, the whole office. For Who the hell was it the other day that told us I needed to circle back around and get behind that person and see if they would have got done the same thing for me. Oh, I did. That's a skit. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing <laughs> I don't think I can do that. I'll kill somebody in the parking lot. Dude, I'm going to send you this sketch. It's uh, Tim Robinson. The name of the show is I Think You Should Leave. It's on Netflix. It's it's so funny. This guy used to write for SNL, and he was too funny I've for them. i got to see if I can, I don't think I can get back around this one, Starbucks. I'd be oh, there's, there's, there's out too going many people. The yeah, there's too many people. Like It's got to be one to where there's just one car behind you, and then you can speed around fast enough to get right behind Come on, man. Right behind you. Yeah, I'll, I'll text you this video so you can watch it after. I would show it here, but copyright rules are, are what they are, unfortunately. Sorry about that, lady. I, I, I can do better. There you go. There's AV Consultation. Speaking of doing better, 7-Eleven does it better than any other convenience yeah. store in the world. I saw our guy Ashish in the YouTube comments line earlier today. Shout out to Ashish. Shout out to Wendy, owners of a few of the Austin area 7-Elevens. And I, I, I love 7-Eleven, dude. I've been going there forever. I used to get those Slurpees after school as a kid. I still get those Slurpees now after work as an adult. They've got the coffee. They've got the nachos, the rollers, the pizza that the Buck loves, the little Debbie snacks that the Buck loves. 
I don't need us to tell you what they haven't the said. The hard copy that the Buck loves. Yeah, the hard copy that only the Buck loves. They get one every week, and the Buck buys it uh, for Lord knows why. But go see our friends at 7-Eleven. Make sure you download that 7-Eleven app and uh, cash in on the 7 Rewards program that they've got. But they're all over the state. Go find one near you. Support them because they support us here at TSU. They also have the Olipop, Buck. Love the yeah. Olipop. That's that uh, great tasting soda. That's grape. good for you. The Buck's a fan of the grape. Uh, they've got tons of different flavors too. The classic cola, the Dr. Goodwin, which is their version of a Dr. Pepper. They've got lemon lime, which is their version of a Sprite. Great taste with every flavor, but also nine grams of fiber in every can of Olipop. Yeah, it's a great tasting soda that's actually good for you. So, I've done a great job over the last week. No sugar. There you go. Well, what I think is no sugar, but I did have a piece of bread. Sorry. Mm. That's, you can uh, eat that, that bread. That doesn't seem right. doesn't seem right, does it? It's not Passover. You can eat bread. Croissant? It has sugar in it. That's what yeah. I'm told, but it, it can't have that much sugar in it, can it? Wow. Yeah. You, you could do a lot worse than bread. Chicken, a lot of eggs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's nothing there. I don't know why you're flexing. I'm going to get real buffed here when the spring comes. When I start taking these jackets off and start going with the, the white beaters, the T-shirts, the little straps, when I start going that way and these guns are back, that's where I'm going. And I'm staying away from the sugars. Are you a wife beater? No, I'm not. I do take I do take on I'm, – I'm having protein shakes, though. I never thought I'd like it because that stuff used to, like, go through me. Like, as soon as I drink one, I had to go right to the can. But I found a couple out there, Premier Protein, and there's another one called Oxy something. Not oh, you're oxy. taking you're taking oxy now. No, no, no. Hey, I'm always back taking, on the wagon. I'm always taking that. What do you mean? I'm taking that now. That's always mm -hmm. been a thing. But no, I'm taking the drink and I'm trying to find out the flavor that's okay that I can get my protein. But I also I I just started drinking almond milk. You're talking about shitting like an infant. Wow, man. What is wrong with you? I can't drink. I'm I'm I want to stay away from I'm hearing things about the regular milk milk. And because I don't do 2%, that's junk. I might as well be drinking powdered milk like I did when I was a kid, you know. But so I went back to whole milk, drinking whole milk. And some of the whole milk, if, if you get some of the whole milk, it's real thick, you know, with cream in it. But somebody told me to try almond milk. And it's like, you're not, are you a milk drinker? Do you have a glass of milk every once in a while with something? You don't drink milk, do you? Every once in a while. Like, uh, I'll, I'll go on a cereal kick, like, every four months. Where okay. I'll just eat cereal for breakfast two weeks in a row, and I'll obviously pour milk in that. But I don't I don't have just random glasses of milk very often. Dude, I grew up on, on whole milk, and I also grew up on powdered milk. That's oh. when you know where your ass is poor, when they put it powder and you pour water in it. And it just looks, it looks like chalk off the chalkboard and you've stirred it around because that's what it tastes like. But my mom used to try to fool me. She goes, that stuff tastes great with cereal. I'm like, no, mom, that does not taste great with cereal. That's water and some chalk. And that's what it tastes like. Yeah. But I'm trying to get back to whole milk. But no, somebody's telling me something about the whole milk. Something wrong with the whole milk now. What's wrong with the whole milk? I don't Is it know. getting canceled? Did it have racist tweets back in the day or something? No, the, there's some... There's like pus in the cow's nipples or something. I don't know that they're not telling you about. I don't know. There's some there's some stuff going on with that. But the two percent, that's like water too. You can't. We can have a nice glass of whole milk. That's good for me. 
You know, whenever, whenever you want. They, there you go. You just said it. Whenever you want. Yeah. And a I'm piece the, of. I, sorry, Doc Trey. I'm the doctor now. Yeah. That and a piece of carrot cake, really good carrot cake with that <laughs> note. That's what I'm looking for. But I'm oh. going on to I'm going on to a week and a half right now without the sugar. No, no, no Snickers. Sorry about that, Ashish. Not rolling in little Debbie's right now. Mm. I'm going to give myself a month to let my body heal from all that stuff. Just heal out a little bit. There you go. All right. Good. Nothing wrong with that, you know. No. Good. I'm already I'm already on the January no alcohol kick. I've been on that for. 23 years, by the way. Yeah. Which is still 23rd consecutive dry January. Very impressive. Pretty good. Pretty good. Going on to heading on to, to a 24. That is the that's one of the hardest things for me to believe in my life that's been going on. You know, with all the other weird things that have happened in my system, that was one that, dude, I never thought that that I grew up that way. And I was thinking, I grew up around it. I grew up with it. And I'm like, that's not going to go away. That that battle is an everyday battle. And for those that are doing it for just a month of January and going to try to keep on doing it, good luck to you because you can do it. And if you need help, don't be afraid to get help to do it either. That's yeah. the problem. Everybody thinks that they can they can get it done by themselves or, hey, if I just have a little setback. But why have a setback? I went 23 years. I did not have one setback. That That's the incredible thing. I did not, you know, I did not in 23 years all of a sudden say, OK, let me just have one beer and then I'll start it the next day or nobody will know. I've never, I've never had a relapse and I, I don't plan on doing it, but I know how hard it can be for people. And if you can get it done, get it done, especially if you can't handle it. Yeah. Well said, my friend, well said. And you are uh, an inspiration to so many out there with uh, what you've been able to do over the last 23, now going on 24 years. Yep. 24 years your, going on of your life. Yeah. Tremendous accomplishment. And uh, it's still a battle every day. I'm yes, sure. It is. But uh, it's it's great what you've done. And once again, you're an inspiration for a lot of folks out there. And I know you've uh, you've offered your services plenty of times over the years to help folks out if they need some. With a new year, it's the perfect time to choose a healthier, happier you. At Vital Choice, we deliver seafood that is naturally sourced and easy to prepare. Get a fresh start on living well and come home to real food. But wow. you know, outside of that, everything else is uh, is. Oh okay my goodness, that horrible! Incredible. All right, uh, good weekend for Texas football. No transfer portal commits, shockingly, but the Longhorns did pick up a couple of high school commits. Now, none of these commits are for the class of 2024. By the way, National Signing Day is coming up on February 7th, so two weeks from Wednesday is when we will have National Signing Day two. Obviously, not nearly as big as the December signing period but could be another name or two to look out for for the texas longhorns we'll see if sark has any more tricks up his sleeve down the stretch for the class of 2024 but over the weekend texas held its junior day in austin more than 100 texas targets were in town biggest recruiting event the longhorns have had in a while and it seemed to be a very very successful one as texas picked up two commits one for the class of 2025 and one for the class of 2026. The 2025 commit, a young man by the name of Lance Jackson. He is an athlete, plays edge rusher in high school. He's out of the Pleasant Grove area near Texarkana, and he is a four-star just outside of the top 100 players in the country for the class of 2025, so a nice get there. And then, Buck, I mentioned we've got to give some love to a position coach on this Texas staff. And that position coach is Tashard Choice, the running backs coach here in Austin. 
because he's done it again. Texas picked up its first commit for the class of 2026. Still a few years away. Sophomore. But Alito running back Racine Guillory committed over the weekend. He was here in Austin, and he gave his verbal to Texas. So to shard choice, man, the job that he has done since taking over in Austin in 2022, he was not here for Sark's first season. Stan Drayton was the running backs coach. He was a holdover from the Herman staff. Drayton left after 21 to take the head job at Temple. How's that working out? Mm, Not great, Bob. It's Temple. Yeah, head head coaching job. I shouldn't say head job. That I could go yeah, yeah, a number of directions. But uh, yeah, I don't fault the guy for taking the leap from position coach to head coach. You get a nice little pay bump there. But I hey, to live in Philly. You get a nice little pay bump there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but yeah, look, Sark had a decision to make, right? Like that was a big hire because Stan Drayton had done a very good job. Obviously, he was highly regarded enough to get a head coaching job somewhere else. So decent size shoes to fill. And Steve Sarkeesian went out and got Tashard Choice. And well, Tashard Choice has been tremendous. Here's here's what he's done thus far as the running backs coach at UT. On the field, his first year here, Bijan Robinson won the Doak Walker Award as the best running back in the country. Bijan Robinson was a top 10 pick, which is unheard of for a running back in 2023. Uh, he also helped develop Rojo. Roshan Johnson was a third-round pick. So, you know, two top three-round running backs in his first year in Austin. Um, Jonathan Brooks was in the Doak Walker conversation this season before he tore his ACL late in the year. I'm uh, talking about a three-star there. Like, Bijan was a high five-star kid, whatever. Right. But Jonathan Brooks sat on the bench his first few years in Austin. People weren't sure what the running back room was going to look like once Bijan and Rojo went pro. Uh, yep. Jay Brooks was having an incredible season before he got hurt. C.J. Baxter and Jaden Blue stepped up, and the running game was very, very effective even after Jonathan Brooks went down with an injury. And, oh, by the way, on the recruiting trail, C.J. Baxter was a Tashar Choice recruit. Uh, Jarrett Gibson, one of the top running backs in the nation in this year's class of 2024, was obviously recruited by Tashar Choice. And now Jaden Guillory, who's expected to be one of the top running backs in 2026, has committed to Texas. So on the field and on the recruiting front, dude, Tashar Choice has been one of the best position coaches in the nation. There is no doubt. There is no doubt. And, th- and that'll continue because he will always now, from this point on, have one of the, the, the best running back in the state of Texas, wanting to at least look at Texas, not just totally say, I'm gone. No, no, thanks. They're all going to want to look. They're all going to take a peek at Texas. He, so he's going to have an opportunity every year for the best running back that bet that position he will always have a shot at the best in the business and there are a lot of great running backs that come out of this state and this guy it doesn't matter because he can go out of this state and get them he's got them from florida arizona he can go anywhere he wants to and grab one yeah or at least be in the running no you're right that's the thing like Jarrett gibson florida kid cj baxter florida kid. oh yeah but Jaden guillory texas kid so it's in state it's out of state it's uh bringing in really really talented players Uh, at an important position, and Steve Sarkeesian always wants to run the ball. I know what happened in Washington. We wish he ran it a little bit more, but that's kind of the identity of the Steve Sarkeesian offense, and Tashar Choice has done a great job bringing in talented guys but also developing talented guys as well. And, yeah, I mean, enjoy him while you have him, Longhorn fans. Like, I hope he sticks around for a long, long time, 
but I wouldn't be surprised if NFL teams are reaching out to to Shard oh, Choice I to be a running back coach. I gotta believe they have already. But, you know, someone might try to hire him as an offensive coordinator. Once again, the last guy who was the RB coach at Texas got a head coaching gig, so maybe that could be on the horizon for Tashard Choice at some point. But man, I mean, a great hire by Sark after year one. He went out and got uh, a stud, and that's what T Choice has been. And look, I, I always love Tashard Choice as a player. Like I remembered him in college at Georgia oh, yeah. Tech. Obviously played for the Cowboys for a few years in the NFL. So I grew up watching Tashard Choice, like solid player. You knew he knew how to play the position, uh, but he didn't have a ton of skins on the wall as a coach when Sark went and got him. And well, he does now. He does now. <laughs> yeah, that one has uh, absolutely worked. So and this great just job. A sophomore. This is a sophomore. He's got two more years of high school. Yes. Yeah. Class Next of year 20 year after. Yeah, uh, so I mean, yeah, two more years of high school. You're right. That's it's bizarre that you can already get kids to commit. Oh, dude, you can get them in eighth grade if you like. You're right. You're right. We've seen it happen before. So hell, some of these kids, I went out the womb, right? Like, oh yeah, Aaron and Sonia Richards Ross, like a scholarship right away. Now, don't wait. In the nursery, like we we need to. Uh, all of the UT coaches in the nursery just offering whatever sport you want to so play. Funny. That'd be great. <laughs> you've got you got track coach, swimming coach, tennis oh, coach, yeah. football, basketball, everybody there. Uh, That's offering, awesome. Offering something. So, uh, yeah, great weekend for Texas. Jeff and Jordan will be all over this. They'll have the full junior day recap during it's only an hour, which comes your way from 11 to 12 every weekday right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. Those guys are as tied in as ever. Uh, they'll tell you about those two commits, but also tell you who else Texas was uh, able to gain some ground with this weekend, but seemed like a uh, really, really successful weekend on the 40. CB brings up a good point. Deshard Choice coached Jameer Gibbs at Georgia Tech before Gibbs yeah. transferred to Alabama. So that was, uh, you know, a resume booster for Deshard Choice and probably something that led Steve Sarkeesian to believe that this guy had a chance to be really, really good. Uh, yeah, Jameer Gibbs was awesome for the Lions. Had a great rookie year. Wow. What a game he had the other day, too. Yeah, he did. He did indeed. So shout out uh, once again, T-Choice, for that. Okay, um, before we get back into the NFL, we also have to give some love to an amateur golfer who did wow. something on the PGA Tour that hasn't been done in 31 years. I also have a funny picture of uh, a food item at the Lions game yesterday. Curious your thoughts on this, but before all of that, how about uh, another shout out to another sponsor, Buck? How about our good friends at Relax the Back? You know, this weather has got to me a little bit because of the cold and the damp, but thank goodness I've got my chair from Relax the Back. It is the comfort that my back needed after I had uh, thoracic surgery 20 years ago. Relax the Back embraces a holistic approach for a healthier lifestyle based on 35 years of proven expertise. But their motto is this. Live wellness. Relax the back and help transform your routine and your life. Believe me, they can. My life has changed because of just this simple chair that I've been sitting in for years and years now. Now, they've got two great locations. They got one at B Caves at the Hill Country Galleria. It's right across the street from Whole Foods where the lady was flying through the parking lot and almost, you know, I had to straighten that all out too. But they also have another at the Gateway Shopping Center across from the container store up north. Live pain-free like the buck with Relax the Back. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Relax the Back. Also, some love to SendTextTickets.com. Oh, yeah. Tickets for any live event here in Austin, across the state of Texas, hell, across the country. 
if you want to go to the AFC or NFC championship games this weekend, because you can, you can get tickets at centextickets.com. And you can and get that- Super Bowl tickets. You better get ready. If you're planning on making that trip out to Vegas, oh, Shelby yeah. will have those. Absolutely. Texas basketball, men's and women's, they've got them for you on site. Any concert coming to town, they've got you covered. Broadway shows, they've got you covered. Basically, any live event that your heart can think of, uh, they've got it. Centextickets.com. All of their tickets are 100% guaranteed. And when you shop Centex, you're shopping local. I know there's a bunch of national ticket brokers out there. Well, now support a, a Central Texas business. Support That's great right. people. Love Shelby. Love the team at Centex Tickets. And, uh, yeah, they're going to hook you up with great deals all of the time. Just go online. It's easy. From your phone, from your computer, it does not matter. Log on to SendTextTickets.com. They'll have everything you need right there. Let me ask you this about this edge rusher. Is he? Is is this a legit – what did you say? Was, did, you, did they have a star number on the dude? He's a four-star player. I think he's okay. listed as the 105th overall player in okay. this class. I think a top 10 D lineman in the state – or excuse me, top 10 D lineman in the country for uh, for this class. So we'll see. He's listed as an athlete. Uh, I think he's expected to be an edge rusher when he gets to college. Grow, into, grow in, grow up a little bit. Yeah, let, me see if I, let me see if I can find his measurables real quick. Um, you know, class of 2025, so still a couple of years away. Lance Taylor, his name is Lance Jackson. Lance Taylor is a guy who joins Chip and Zay every week. Yeah, 6'5", 245. That's – wow. That's an edge build right there. Talking yes, about a is. junior in high school. So, yeah, a guy's about to be a senior in high school. We'll, we'll take that. Man, heck, yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, – you can never have too many good edge rushers. Obviously, Texas went out and got Trey Moore in the portal for this year. They've got Baron Sorrell back. They've got Ethan Burke back. But a few of those guys could be gone after 2024. They could. So, you're right. Important to uh, replenish one of the most important positions on the field. And Lance Jackson going to uh, help with that, you assume, once he gets to Austin. Okay, let me uh, let me show you the sandwich here, Buck. This comes from Ford Field. This was at the Lions-Bucks game yesterday. And someone took a picture of a fan holding this Sammy in the stands yesterday. You seeing oh that? God. Is that a BLT? That's like 14 BLTs stacked on top of each other. That thing, he literally has it on his left knee. I'll try to explain it if you're listening on the app. He's he's holding the sandwich on his left knee. It's on a stick. He's holding the top of a stick. The bottom is on his left knee, and the top is above his head. That's how tall this thing is. This is a grown man, and he's sitting down, but this sandwich literally takes up half of his body. Looks like a two-and-a-half-footer, maybe a three-foot sandwich. So I've got the description. I went and did the search. Just to let y'all know what we have here, this is called the 50-yard sub sandwich bar. And the description, by the way, this thing uh, runs $250. Yeah, he took my picks. He took the Lions. Good job. <laughs> I guess so. Well, he hadn't won that bet during the game. Maybe he had like first touchdown score or first half line or something. And he's like, oh, I got extra cheese. I'll go ahead and. That's right. In this on a $250 sandwich. But here's the description of what you were looking at right now on your screen. It is a three-foot sub. Okay, I thought it was a three-footer, yeah. Three-foot sub sandwich with provolone, mortadella, ham, salami, turkey, lettuce, tomato, shaved red onions. 
Choice Ooh. additional toppings. You got your choice of mild. What was that? Jardinier? What was that? Jardians? What the hell is Jardinier? Jardians. You, you can get your A1C her. lowered on oh that sandwich. God. No, your A1C is not lowering on that sandwich. No, <laughs> it's no, not. This is gonna this is gonna give you diabetes. This is not no gonna help kidding. prevent your diabetes. It goes one of your ankles right there. So mild Jardians, uh, cherry pepper relish, sliced pickles, sliced no pickles. banana. No. Slice banana rings. Banana rings, that's okay. Housemade house right. Italy and dressing. Yeah, I'll do it. Mayonnaise. Of course. Dijon mustard. And D's, yes. Jalapeno ranch. Oil and vinegar. Oh, oil and vinegar. That thing, that, his leg is going to be nasty. The thing, yeah, it's not even on a plate. It's literally just on his jeans. Yeah, that's going to put a stain. That? That's going to be a stain. How do you, what do you just like take parts of the sandwich off the stick? Yeah. And generally don't you work from the, yeah, I would think you'd work from the top out, pass some of that down. You got to pass that around because you know, there's all kinds of drunks around you to just eat that right out of your hands. Oh, of course. I mean, I'd love some of that sandwich. That looks incredible, but I don't know if he did or if he just ate that whole thing. Like, or he just sat there like an idiot with him during the whole game. Yeah, just gradually, you know, he, he apparently they only serve this at halftime. I don't know what that is. This is like near the suites. This is the club level at Ford okay. Field. So this is not like an item that everyone has access to. I don't know how many people would want to buy this anyways. And it's 250 bucks. And it takes 15 minutes per sandwich, probably. And apparently you have to be a season ticket holder to be able to buy this. So you have to spend the money on the club level season tickets. And then on top of that, you're buying a $250 three-foot-long sandwich. Forget the $5 foot long. It would have been 15 at Subway. Well, the cool part about this, this would be something for Trey and Zay, the two gum bros, to eat while Trey holds that on his knee. You can see Zay munching on that from the side angle. How oh. cool would that be? Let's get to tell the gum bros today. Show them a picture. All you need to have is Zay munching on the side of that thing with Trey holding it on his knee. Oh my or, or god! Between his seat, which would Dude. even be better. Oh, that's oh, he's gonna have it on the ground, and what Zay's gonna be on his knees eating on his or between his legs on the seat, holding it on the seat, and there's Zay down there just munching on the sandwich. That would be that would be so classic to help out race relations once again with Zay and my doctor, Doctor Trey. Classy. That is so gay. <laughs> Dude, they're, they're, there's no, there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's you know, nothing wrong with that, but it it is kind of homosexual what you're describing here. What a guy eating a, a sandwich between a guy's legs? Yeah, some, you find that to be really strange. A little bit. Those guys are both married, also. Yeah, but that's all right. They've what already. What happens when you get part. to the end of the sandwich and there's no sandwich left there, and you're you just keep on munching, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Those two, that wouldn't stop them. They they would just go right along with that. <laughs> oh my god! What it doesn't is... have any. Hey, it doesn't have any sausage on it. The sub bros. <laughs> sub bros. That is great. Look at that. Can you imagine those two sub bros with sandwiches and those guys? One guy on his knees just munching away. Oh, oh! I've got to bring that up to Trey. I'm going to tell him exactly what you said. That's exactly how you. What I said? This was That's, your idea. No, absolutely. What do you mean? What I said? This is your idea here. Sub bros, good job was, there, sub bros. I was talking about one guy eating a sandwich, and then you talk about one dude 
eating a sandwich between another guy's legs and then still eating it after the sandwich is gone. Plus, it's you know, it, with all that oil and stuff on it, there's a big stain on that guy's knee. Oh, that would be great between these sub bros. God, that is. Tell him, hey, tell him to take that to New Orleans with him next time. Yeah, the three foot long sub. Would how much of this do you think you could eat? Uh, just that top portion up there, probably. Oh, could you, get a, could you get a foot? You could eat like a foot long sub, right? No, no, I can't finish. I don't. I don't do foot long. I do half subs. Oh, this would be I'm like a good. I can only take six inches. You can only take six inches. I, mean, I can't eat any more than that. No. Okay, only six inches in your mouth at a time. <laughs> no, no, dude. I'm only going to eat a six inch sub. I'm not trying to go the foot long down my gullet. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's a lot, man. That's a lot. Hey, it's not know. a lot for the gum bros, though. No, the sub bros, they yeah, take seen, a lot. I've seen some videos of people <laughs> taking that down, but not not too many of them. That's a skill right there. Uh, Look at that right. thing at the bottom. It gets thicker at the bottom. Yeah, I mean, I could eat, I could eat a foot of this. This feels like a good lost bet payoff or something. Oh my god! I mean, it's bad enough hurting your wallet, spending two fifty on this thing, but then, yeah, you got to eat the whole shebang. How do you watch? How do you sit in that seat and watch a football game after you eat that? First of all, that sub is probably maybe a thirty dollar, thirty five dollar sub, and how much are they charging for it at the game? Two fifty. Wow, what a yeah. take! Like, what a take that is. I know. Well, they got to, you know, the, the car market's still not great, so they got to. Jeez. In, in Detroit, they got to pay for it, I guess. Yeah, that is. I mean, I thought the like I've had the boomstick before at the Rangers ballpark. They've got that like two foot long hot dog, and that's. I mean, that thing killed me. Like, yeah, I, oh, I couldn't. Dude. I couldn't finish one of those on my own. This now, thing has lettuce and bread and. Dude, there's and like three meats onions. and three cheeses and all sorts of other toppings. Like, how do you how do you do that? How big? How people, I mean, I've never been that high in my life to where I could eat that. How about how many infected people sneezed on that thing on the way through? Oh. When you brought that, when they brought that to you, did anybody turn around and and their spit got on that thing? Oh, that's so gross. I, I don't know. I hope not. I hope they're not spitting on people's food at the games. All they have to do is turn around and talk. That guy right there with the hat, if he just turns around and says something to the guy, his spit is right in between, halfway of the three. It's a foot and a half right there, right there. If the, the guy even turns, I'm telling him to turn around. Turn yourself back around before I hit you with this sandwich. Yeah, nothing to see here, guy. Wow. Yeah. I mean, don't, uh, you dare have, don't you dare turn around and take a bite of my sandwich. Well, that's what I would do. If I'm a, what is that, a Penne Sewell jersey? Weird, weird bit going with the O line jersey, but the guy in front is wearing a Penne Sewell jersey, it looks like. Yeah. I'm turning around and just wow. snagging a bite of that thing. So that's, that's a, that's a $30 bite right there. So that's there a go. meal. That's a meal with you and your girl right there. That's, that's four or five meals. <laughs> Joey Chestnut. Well, meals for you. We need Joey Chestnut as a Lions fan. The more you know. All right. So there's Gross. that. I figured you'd get a kick out of that. And then you turn it into it. And I like a good BLT. I'm a BLT guy. That's not BLT, though. That's uh, that's like oh, a no. giant Italian sub right there. Turkey. That's a club there. Ham, salami, turkey, mortadella, provolone. Yeah, it's like an Italian club sandwich, basically, in the club level for $2. 250. 50. Oof. 
<clears throat> All right. There At the most, it's a $50 sandwich. Think about it. And that's what they do at uh, stadiums and arenas. You know that. They upcharge the hell out of everything there. The margins for the food at those places are tremendous, tremendous. And once again, how about this rookie, I mean, this amateur that comes on the scene and goes 29 under. Yep. Yeah. We'll give some love in the world of golf, right? The PGA Tour is back in 2024. And Nick Dunlap, who is a college golfer at Alabama. Boy, Alabama needs some good news after uh, the month that they've had. Oh, my God. Yeah, Nick Saban was actually on the broadcast yesterday. They they called him. They had him on the phone just talking a little bit about golf, but also talking about football and his retirement. It was pretty cool. I, like, the first wow, time. I, didn't know that. I missed that part. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't listen to a ton of it because I was locked into football, but I had it on the, the AV consultations four screen setup that I have, and they had a little logo that said, on the phone, Nick Saban. And they asked him, yeah, certain questions like, Football versus golf, and how do these two things relate? And Dunlap was in the mix. Also, Justin Thomas was like top five. Another Alabama guy. Yeah, Saban and JT have a relationship, I guess. I don't know if it's gumbro or subbro level relationship. (laughs) (laughs) But those guys are uh, friends or at least friendly. But yeah, an amateur, Nick Dunlap, winning the American Express in California yesterday. The first amateur winner on the PGA Tour since 1991. You got to go back to Phil Mickelson when Lefty was in college. The last time an amateur has won a PGA Tour event. Incredible stuff by Dunlap, who set a tournament record shooting 29 under par, holding off some pretty big names down the stretch yesterday, too, to get the win. So that that frees him up for all the majors now. He's a, He'll be in, in the field for all the majors. As my wife said yesterday, she goes, I mean, that guy can't get any money for that? I said, he's an amateur. No, he can't. That big check, the big massive check that's there. Wonder what they do with that check. Here's what they do. So I was watching this with a buddy who's a huge golfer and golf fan yesterday. And apparently, whoever finishes second gets the first and second place winnings. Don't don't even say that. Yep. Come on. No, no, no. That ain't true. That's like major money right there for finishing seconds. Because you're getting both of those pools. Yeah. They need to change that rule. Bring something else. Do something else with that money. Okay, with NIL in college sports now, why the hell can Nick Dunlap not make this money? That's a bad bit by the PGA Tour. Well, and that rule, that uh, rule is going to change. The problem is amateurs never win. Once again, it's been more than three decades since it happened. Yeah. But amateurs should still be able to get money in general for the tournaments that they play. If they're good enough to hang with the pros – and it's not just the winners that make money in golf. Obviously, if you make the cut, you make if you're good enough to make the cut at a PGA tour event as a college kid. Yeah, give me the trophy to, and give me half the money at least. Give me some of the money. It doesn't have to be yeah. all of it. Give me some of that money, dude. Like that's I know. bullshit. All he got was the trophy. He got was the trophy. Now, look, you said it, he qualifies for the majors, and he also gets he a also PGA gets- tour card through 2026. Assuming he goes pro. Yeah, by that time, he'll turn, he'll turn pro. He may be turning pro this week. I'm about to say. I don't know if he would needs to Would you be leaving until college. he's a sophomore? Would you be saying, okay, I'm done? Mm. Yeah, because you got – no, you've had the most fun of your life in school. You went there for like 14 years. So. I wish, dude. I'm yeah. trying to be Alan Bowman or that Miami tight end. <laughs> the Miami tight end got the go. He got the go no, for just year wrong, nine. Too. Are you kidding me? Nine years in college? No, that's wrong. That's that. that is, there's another one. How do you do that as an institution of any athletics? But 
That guy can't go to school for nine years. Yeah, what the I mean, hell is it, that? Anyone could go to school for nine years. Now oh, you, you can go. You got to get different degrees, more than likely. But they'll take your money. If it takes you nine years to get an undergrad, they'll still take your oh, cash. Sure, they'll take your cash, yeah. But come on, football eligibility, dude, after nine years. Hmm. I don't know, man. That guy's living my dream. To play? Yeah, he plays a little bit. He's not awesome, but hell, he should be a starter next year. The guy's 30 years old. I'm gonna get him out of the old folks home. He comes when he comes over, he comes and plays on the weekend. Then he goes yeah. back to the home and they do his classes from the from the home or something. They had to change the jewelry rule to allow him to wear life alert when he plays. Wow. Yeah. Cam McCormick is the guy we're talking about. He uh just got approved for a ninth year of eligibility. Uh what? eligibility in college football started at Oregon transferred to Miami and he is still at the U for one final ride I guess I I, I would really be laughing if I saw that guy when he took the field I, I just wouldn't be able to stop laughing I'm like come on man Steve, I know man. you like to get is, that, is he hey. teaching classes now oh my god he's teaching now he's a teacher there that's great Oh, what man. a bit. That's a bad bit by him, too. Nine years on campus. Hey, why not, right? On campus? Yeah. And he, look, he ran through the co-eds at Oregon. Now he's running through oh. the co-eds at the <laughs> U. A couple of big schools. I wouldn't be happy of, my daughter bringing that dude home. Yeah, yeah. He's hitting he's on older the freshman. Than your brother. He's hitting on the freshman. This guy's like 35 years old. He's taking an 18-year-old to a date event. Wow. Oh, God. So there's that. That's sad. Come on, dude. I don't even know how we got there. Congrats. Yeah, but once again, congratulations uh, to Texas on grabbing these these young kids. I'm I'm glad they got a couple of high schoolers that are making their way here, too. Yep, absolutely. All right, before we wrap things up and send it to Chaos Theory with Double R and Wags, uh, shout out to Jack Allen's Kitchen. You yeah, can't man. get a, a giant sub there, but you can get some great food. And guess what? Yes, they're not going to charge you 250 bucks for any of their entrees there. Fantastic dining experience every time we go in there. And you're going to have the same type of experience, too. Uh, five locations around the Austin area. There's bound to be one right by you. They've got something for everyone in the family, at the office, or just by yourself. You need a great lunch today. Go to Jack Allen's Kitchen. Uh, Southern food done right. Yeah, big shout-out also, BK, to our good friends over at Sue Patrick because, once again, they got me. I had to ship stuff out from going over there the other day. None of my stuff that I buy there stays in-state. It all goes back to Pennsylvania and places like that, but I couldn't help myself. Just being in that place, you can't leave without something. It just it just happens, you yeah. know? I You know what I've been eyeballing there is one of those golf umbrellas. So when I say it's going to rain, I'll have my UT golf umbrella ready to go. They've got all that gear. They've got they got head covers. They've got balls there. They got the whole works. And obviously they got the great polos there. They still have them. And I'm gonna work on getting a couple of those for the mullet open. Hold on. That'd be nice. That'd be no, nice. No more signups for the mullet open. Sorry about that. You Sorry about y'all. Gone. You missed out there. Shout out to Sue Patrick. Shout out to Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment as well. Uh, they've got that new spot open in Buta. So all you uh, Southerners, go see them. If you've got a job that you need to get done, Top Gun has the tools to make it happen. Of course, you can rent them for a day, for a couple of days, for a week, whatever. Or if you want to buy, 
and they've got you covered. The biggest selection, the best brands, great prices, fantastic service, topgun.net. That's the website if you want to see what they have to offer or go out and see them. Of course, the Anderson Square location is still there, but uh, now the other location down south in Buda, Top Gun. Love them. Shoot you straight. All right, it's 10 o'clock. Trying to trying to think if there's anything we didn't talk about today. We talked about Texas basketball. We'll talk more about the OU game tomorrow. Big one for the Horns. Talked about Texas football. Spent a lot of time recapping the NFL playoffs. I'm yeah, sure we got to talk a little bit more about that San Fran Green Bay game because I need to find yeah. out tomorrow about how you felt about that. Who you're rooting for in that game yesterday? Uh, well, my cousin had money on San Francisco minus nine and a half, so he was rooting for that. But Which that, means your ass was rooting for that too. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. You don't I, like Green Bay no matter what, right? I mean, I I wish the NFL went on strike so I didn't have to pick a team to root in for game? in that game. Yeah. Uh, I hate both of those teams. I think I was rooting for San Francisco though because of my anger towards the Packers after what they did to the Cowboys. But hey, it's okay because we're Chiefs guys. There you go, Chiefs guys. Come on, baby. Diehard Chief supporter. They can't beat the Ravens, can they? They can beat. Can they beat them? Can it doesn't Mahomes, matter where that guy plays, right? Yeah. Can Mahomes beat anyone? Of course he can. Of course he can. Now, if you put five thousand units on the Ravens, he's got no shot. If you put five thousand units on the Chiefs, then we'll see you in the Super Bowl, Kansas City. Wow! Again? Again? It's just what they do. It's what they do. All right. Now I see the guys. Now Double they're there. It's Wags. Boys, good morning. Yo, what's up, guys? Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you guys. How's that? How was everybody's weekend? Good? Yeah, it's good for me. I'm helping I'm helping win people a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. I'm on fire again. Three in a row. Another three. <laughs> what's that? Six in a row there, BK? Yep. I haven't missed a game in these NFL playoffs. Who's picking for you? <laughs> I mean, who's Joyce. me? Me and the new puppy. Me and the new puppy. The puppy? What are you doing? Yeah. One of those TikTok bits where the dog is like put, put the kibble and bits on the damn team, and hopefully one of the paws come down and, and slap the damn right team. Is that what the is that what the dog does? Dude, I'm I'm telling you what. The only one that I think that 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 I wasn't worried about spread wise was Detroit over Tampa Bay, and they Tampa Bay fought like hell. But I knew Baker had a, an interception somewhere in him in that last drive. Any guy had Green Bay. No, I had Green Bay with the points. I had Detroit. I had Kansas City. Yeah, were, I won them all. The three, three, three gold three. star locks. Hey, yep. what about Baylor and Tech? What about Baylor and Texas on Saturday? Did you touch that? No, I don't touch any Texas. Yeah, I didn't. I stayed no. the hell away from that. I wish I would have slammed no. it though. Now, now I wish I would have slammed it on Baylor. But who the hell sees that two and a half? And then Texas is favored the two and a half, and then Baylor actually covers that. That's cr- I mean, hell, BK said it himself. Casinos don't build them damn selves, man. So that's no. why I was a little bit reluctant to touch any games. I played a little bit today, but I or uh, this past weekend, but I played over unders. I didn't play any line games. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't know. For those weather games, you got to be careful. But when Patrick Mahomes plays, it doesn't matter what the weather is. It doesn't matter if there's a flood. That dude's gonna score points. I should have oh, took man. that one. That's the one. That's the one damn game I should have hammered down, man. I sh- I should have damn known that Buffalo was gonna blow it somehow, some way. That Allen would get out there and, and throw the damn ball away, or, or you know, or you know what? And he actually played all right, though. You know what? And everybody, the way Buffalo has been playing lately, the the consensus was Patrick Mahomes. Whether it's in his stadium and anybody else's stadium, 
this time of the year is going to get to the Super Bowl. Right. And I'm thinking, no, Buffalo really is good this year. And, and Buffalo has been playing good. And this was their chance. And once again, wide right. Wide right, buddy. It wouldn't, Buck, it wouldn't even right. wide right. If you go back to that last drive, Allen missed so many throws. Allen missed dig thr- uh, three times on that drive. So well, when it, guys it, are it, dropping the ball, he's throwing open. guys are dropping balls too. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah that's too. Yeah. Yeah, it was a collective yeah. collapse by Buffalo, and you it's know, gonna be a, another long off season for them, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you guys, it I'm ain't Ken Dorsey's fault. I know that. I'm convinced that if I was going to pick He's a gone. new team, if I was going to pick a new team other than my Cowboys, I'd pick the Bills just so I could stay in misery all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's like here we go again. Yeah, here we go again. Well, I knew that guy was going to miss that field goal. Didn't you just know it when he went there to kick it? I was like, 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 it's like, it's like what the, uh, what Longhorn Bear just said. It was Scott Norwood going out there. Oh yeah. The Giants, baby. Wide right. Well, well, but the whole thing is, so like BK wearing that Kansas city shirt, I have fallen back on because this is a time of year where everybody comes out and they're like, well, you know, I've been a chiefs fan forever and all this stuff. So I have decided that I have been a lifelong lions fan. I have Lockhart Lions, but it still counts. Oh, it's, the same, it's the same thing. It's just that it's now it's blue. So so I'm a Lions fan, guys. Go Detroit. Yeah. And it hurts. Yeah, it's a, it's a good weekend, though, man. Fan. You know, Longhorn Longhorn basketball got the dub. Hey, uh, yeah. recruitment. Um, Lance Jackson. Hey there. How about that one? That's a nice little land there. Absolutely. I don't know if anybody's turned into the VIP column from uh from Jordan there, but make sure you guys tune into that for tw- uh, Horns twenty four seven Sports. It'd, a pretty damn good column there on Lance Jackson, but yeah, yeah guys, choice is getting it done too with the running back guys. Yeah. That guy's a tremendous recruiter and coach, man. That's another one. Now you lost your defensive line coach. Yeah. Don't let somebody in the NFL try to try to outbid you for your running back coach right now because that guy can recruit and coach. So, have you guys heard anything about us poaching Roach from Alabama? Mm, I know he's a name that's been talked about a little bit. Um, I don't know. I think I think Sark is. Potentially going after an NFL D-line coach first. And, like, I heard rumblings that the guy he wanted to talk to was not Still finished. Playing? Yep. Oh. That was before this past weekend. So, I don't okay. know if it's okay. a coach from one of the Final Four teams or a coach from a team that just got eliminated. So, maybe we get some news this week on uh, the D-line coach front. But um, Yeah, maybe Dan yeah. Quinn can come and coach defensive line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. His defensive line wasn't that good. Hey, that okay. Time. Don't sit here and tell me you don't what? want Dan Quinn as the D-line coach in Texas. <laughs> Give me a break. Dan Quinn's, the next Dan, Dallas, Dan Quinn's the next coach for the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, and it's going to happen, go gonna go happen in interim fashion because uh, McCarthy's not going to finish out next year. I just go mm. back to the fact that that with the Texas coaching staff, it's kind of nice that people want to poach on the Texas coaching staff instead of running them out after a year. You, you sure. know, it's like, look at, look at a, we still have coaches change. that have been here that have been run off and hell, they're still getting run off. Yeah, so, of uh, course. I think we finally got our shit together around here. It's a good change. That's for sure. All right, Aldrich boys, State. have a great Monday. Right on, man. Slam it.